Chochim the Ancient One, he is the best Chochim the Ancient One, one he is like a Yoda Chochim the Ancient One, he knows what month It is, it is the middle of September But also it's December on Earth Chochim the Ancient One Back, back, back <laughs> The children, they are rebelling! <laughs> hey there, welcome to another episode of Anna McGarry Knows Everything. A show where I'm Anna McGarry, I know everything, and we talk about art. This week, we get into a little... A little kooky film called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. It's from 1964. It's my favorite movie and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. My old roommates joined me. We got Hannah, Emily, Sarah. They've all been on the podcast individually. I decided to bring them together for the most um, chaotic, loose nightmare. Um, Also got some tech issues there. It's not unlistenable or anything, but a little tough with the Zoom call and the recording in four different places. I also uh, get my dad in here. He's the reason I know this movie. Also, my boyfriend William. I temporarily lifted his ban from the podcast. Uh, We watched this movie early on in our relationship, which was bold. It was bold of me. Um, Basically, this whole episode is me correcting everyone at every single turn. It's not my finest hour. I've just seen this movie so many times, I know every freaking thing about it. Um, I do make one mistake, though. I say Billy uses wrenches. Billy doesn't use wrenches. Billy uses his hands. Voldar uses wrenches. So that's just a little taste of what's to come. dad (laughs) you are the reason i know this movie and watch it at least once a year care to explain yourself (laughs) well 1964 was notable for many reasons it's when uh, the beatles came to america um almost as important as the fact that that's the year i was born Mm -hmm. and not quite as important is the fact that that is the year santa claus conquers the martians came out and conquered well, a few movie theaters, probably not very many. Um, but I, I don't remember, uh, just off the top of my head, I don't remember how I first learned about it. Whether I just, it was on a list of awful movies, or I saw a clip on YouTube, I, I, I just don't remember. When I was out at Walmart, <laughs> this would have been, what, a decade ago? I think less so. than that. Okay, maybe like, I can't yeah. remember if I, I, yeah, I six, was in high school still ago. at the okay. time. I'm at a Walmart uh, looking for cheap gifts. And um, I see, uh, for $5, a collection of things that had lost their copyright protection uh, or perhaps never had some. <laughs> it's got all kinds of, I, I think it's what, four-disc set? I mean, for $5. Yeah. I honestly didn't know it cost that much. It is not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Even though it's got a Christmas classic on it? It's got at least five full feature films on it. They're all bad. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's all very strange. It would be interesting to find out when some of that was made and how it was used. but um, So yeah, so maybe that's six, seven years ago, and it's become a holiday tradition for us, hasn't it? Yes. Um, 
I think the only other thing I remember checking out out of all our DVDs was Monkey Island, (laughs) which was just horrible to watch. Yes, it was horrible. And there's some creepy old cartoons and just... (laughs) um, And so let's see if I can find it here because we want to put in a plug. Um, Let's see. It's called Holiday Family Classics featuring 12 holiday movies. And 27 Christmas cartoons. <laughs> um, and a bonus virtual fireplace. Now, you do it's like not, the fireplace, Dad. Uh, yeah, but now that I've got it on Netflix, high def, yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, yeah, Santa Claus uh, Conquers the Martians is what we've watched most. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, as I wrote in a column, a Christmas craptacular. Hmm. Uh, what do you like about it? Obviously, we keep, we keep returning. <laughs> it's more than just tradition. Is it the awfulness? I think the... it's the awfulness, just that it fails at every single turn that continues to amaze me. And every time I watch it, it feels a little bit shorter, which is interesting. Oh, that's... Because it drags. Good... Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a long movie. No, I think it's only maybe like 63 minutes or something. But, yeah, it's a little uh, longer than that. It might be okay. 70 or 80. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet I've seen it, I, and I've watched it with other folks too I bet I've seen the darn thing ten times yeah so at least uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 featured it once and, and of course they had also all sorts of funny quips I probably borrowed a few of them mm-hmm. but um, I mean do you recommend you've turned your friends on to it it's sort of like a, the coronavirus you know? <laughs> well I recommend it <clears throat> even to if everybody. they don't want it you know you expose them I make sure they're gonna get it yes yes I go out of my way if you had to pick one moment that really stands out to you out of so many? <laughs> well, I would say the terribly staged, the first one I'm thinking of, it's maybe not my favorite, and the first one I thought of just now is the uh, terribly staged fist fight between uh, Kimar and uh, Vold... I can't forget his Voldar. name. Voldar. Voldar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's quite comical. And then Mrs. Claus, when she gets flustered, uh, when she realizes <laughs> they're on TV and she nearly strokes out, Shouldn't joke about that, but she does. Um, that's another one, but it, it's I, it's got so many classic scenes. It's sort of unfair to single out, you know, one or two. Yeah, I find myself saying, "Oh, this is my favorite part," and then I realize it's all my favorite part. <laughs> well, you know, if Pia Zadora or someone out there is uh, listening to this, I hope they're not insulted by uh, our review. <laughs> Um, because we, we have enjoyed it tremendously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, much more so than much better movies. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, every time I, like, have someone guest on, at the end I let them recommend some artistic thing they like. It can be a song, movie, book, musical artist. You like things, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, well, just in the car, we were listening to some uh, mid-70s ZZ Top, so I, I recommend much of ZZ Top, and particularly the stuff from the 70s. Well, there and we that's go. That's all I'd say about that. Television? Did you say we were on television? Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh, why didn't you tell me? Oh, my hair's a mess. Uh, <laughs> Hello there. Welcome, William, to the stage. Are you excited that your 
podcast ban has been temporary, temporarily lifted? Hmm. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, it's, it makes sense that you've come to me for help oh. after banning me. Oh, okay. All right. When did you, I was going to say first see this movie, but you've only seen it once. Yes. <laughs> when was that, William? It must have been around Christmas time 2018, I think. I don't really? remember specifically when we watched it. I feel like it was the summer. I feel like it was at the very beginning. Hmm. Maybe. I'm, I really don't remember. Okay, well, I'm telling you, it was at the beginning. Um, and it was in the summer. So I feel like that would have been a bold introduction to who you were as a person. And I think that's exactly why I did it. Okay. It was a power play. I was laying all my cards on the table. So how, how did this inform your perception of me, William? It gave me a pretty good insight into your sense of humor and what you look for in a movie because we know you don't have the best taste in movies. <laughs> no. No, you have boring taste. You like boy movies. Good movies. No. No, no, no. If something blows up, you're like, that's cinema, baby. They should have made them five-hour Transformers movies instead of just three. Oh. Okay, do you like Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Yes. Okay, why? What, what is magic about this nightmare? The fact that it is such a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah. any memory of the movie? <laughs> uh, the biggest one is the toy fight with the bubbles everywhere. Ooh, um, that was a good one. Because, you know, one. that is like the climactic battle scene of the movie, so, you know, it had my attention. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Santa's workshop? I do. Okay. Um, I remember you hyping that moment up before watching it, so I was looking out for it. <laughs> It's one of my favorite moments when characters, when little Betty Foster has a German accent for one line of dialogue and never again. That's part of childhood. <laughs> and did they get attacked by a polar bear? They did get attacked by a polar bear. Yeah. And I... was it a well-costumed polar bear or was it just like, I, I can't remember if it was like real video of a like stock footage of a polar bear they got, or if it was, like, a dude in a, like, costume from a bad commercial. No, it was, like, a man in a mascot costume. Right, okay. Crawling on his hands and knees. Right, right. You are right about the stock footage. There was just military stock footage spliced in. I do remember the military footage. It seemed very out of place. It's very out of place, and it's very long. It happens right. nine times. <laughs> Remember, this is how the Earth is reacting to what's going on on Mars. And that plot point, never followed up on. Were they preparing for, like, an invasion from the Martians, or were they planning on shooting Mars with a tank? It's unclear. I think what we know is that the entire U.S. military force, every single individual was begging at the chance to go up to Mars and get Santa back. Right. 
Right, okay. Yeah, but Santa kind of saves himself and negotiates it, so unclear if those men are just in space for... How long would it take to get to Mars, William? Uh, six months, or like six to seven months for like a non-human mission, so like nine months-ish. Okay, so presumably these men, like, the plot, the mo- how long does the movie take? Like, two weeks, a month, max? So now that we just have well men in space. summer or fall of the next year. What? They would be well into the summer or fall of the next year if they were to go up to Mars. Yes. So all in all, a good investment. I mean, it is the military, so yes. <laughs> Do you remember... Anything else? Can you name a character from this movie that's not Santa? Yeah, they were... Damn. Uh, <laughs> they were, like... They were stupid. Like, their names were, like... Their rank, there was, like... Like... Sunmar or something, or, like, Dadmar or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> There's well, not... I'm, I'm in the ba- ballpark, right? You are in the ballpark. Dadmar's name is Kimar because he's like the Kimar. King Martian. Right, right. But right. there is Momar. She's the mom. She's Lady Momar. Yeah. And then the kids. There's a girl and a boy. What are their names, William? Uh, is it not Sunmar and Tomar? It's there's a girl, and a yeah. boy. Oh, boy, Mar, girl, Mar. Bomar, girl, Mar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't too far off. Do you remember uh, early Yoda? Early Yoda? Yeah, pre he like he came before Yoda. He invented it. I don't remember early Yoda. Okay, well his name's Chochin the Ancient One. Um, <laughs> uh, he lives in a cave. No, right. there is no. a cave in the movie. He's not in it though. Oh, I'm all mixed up. <laughs> I think we should watch it again. Yeah. That's an idea. I remember levers. Levers in the spaceship. Mm. Levers. I love levers. Spaceships are controlled like cranes. Yes. What year did this movie come out? 64. Yeah, that... No, it doesn't make sense because, like, 2001 came out around, like, 61, didn't it? I don't know. You're Mr. Spaceman. Yeah, so there there was already an accurate, like, more closely related to real-life representation of science fiction at the time. They just chose to go in a very wrong direction. <laughs> Is that your biggest gripe with the movie? No. <laughs> what is your biggest gripe with the movie, William? Well, I, I don't really have gripes with it. Because okay. that, that definitely had to have been a creative choice, like... Like, how can we make the stupidest sci-fi movie? And they kind of succeeded. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a joy to watch. Like, it was... We were pretty much laughing the whole time we watched it. What do you consider a good movie? Usually for me, it's did I have a good time watching it? Then yeah, it's a good movie. But I just think in terms of, like, filmmaking and storytelling and cinematography and writing it was bad but that's what made it enjoyable yeah 
like on every technical level it is objectively very bad yes and that's where the magic kicks in because it's it fails in every in every way possible <laughs> yeah yeah and all those failures just kind of cancel each other out and it's okay yeah we watched the room together right yes that's also how i feel about that movie yeah, I would agree with that. Do you remember the theme song? Absolutely not. <laughs> so Martian, a much better representation of someone trapped on Mars. Yeah, I was going to say it's not as fun. It's like a fun movie. There aren't yeah, any toys, that, though. That is a movie I have gripes with, but that's for another time. <laughs> well, you're, you're not, you'll never be invited back, so I'm not sure what other time you're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, dialogue. Do you remember any dialogue of this movie? Uh, I remember it wasn't good. Okay, 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 that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> did, um, did someone hide in a box on the spaceship? The radar box? The radar box, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And I remember when, when... Billy, Billy Foster destroyed the radar box. He just put two wrenches up and kind of batted him around. He just, like, clawed at the wiring and was like, I fixed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That's how, like, uh, you fix things in video games. Like, the character kind of just does a motion <laughs> and it works. You just flop around and you're like, eh. Hey. Yeah. Now, is this what you did in to get your engineering degree. You just clawed at wires. Um, no. We kind of did that a little bit in our lab classes. Um, like when we had to work with, like, you know, basic circuits on a breadboard. But that's when I just let my group mates do the wiring because I was the Luddite of the group. Mm. Nice. Do you, do you know who was found sleeping in the radar box? Um. He's the comic relief of the film. He's the heart of the movie. I don't remember his name. That's okay. His name's Droppo. Is that who the kids were trying to coax out of the spaceship after they landed? Huh? Like, after they landed in the North Pole, uh -huh. they were, like, stood underneath the spaceship, and they're like, come out, come out. No. No. The kid. Well, the kids didn't do that. The Martians did. Um, this was when they were at Santa's workshop, wasn't it? The kids sneak out first. They run away. The Martians come down one by one. They're waiting on Droppo, who I think assisted uh, uh, the kids escape. Okay. Yeah. I I, I remember that scene being very slow, and like. <laughs> What are they doing? What is going on? Like, did the actor forget his cue or something and they had to keep saying it? And they said, one take, we got it. <laughs> I don't think there was there were two takes in this movie. I think everything was one shot and they moved on. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this movie was shot in an afternoon. <laughs> Favorite typo? There's Santa Claus with an E. Nice. And Kidnaped. Kidnaped. Yeah. Like Kidnaped. Kidnaped is a good one. Um, <laughs> my dad, a couple years ago, for the, like, paper he writes for, it was their Christmas edition, and he accidentally, 
I guess he probably didn't do it, but he accidentally let the paper get out, and it said Merry Christmas with an A. <laughs> and he just handed it to me. He's like, Anna, look what I did. And I was like, huh? Because it's on the nice cursive, and you're like, wait a second. In the, uh, the bubble fight scene, the bad guy... Voldar. Voldar? Yep. Um, did he, like, step on a toy car and slip, or... Um, I feel like he... they, 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 I, I kind of remember just, like, shots of his feet, like, stepping on or near toys. He definitely stepped on a bunch of stuff and got hit in the foot and hurt. I don't believe he ever did a full, like, sloop land on the bottom. But there were lots okay. of close-ups of him very distressed. Yeah. Almost to the point of tears. <laughs> and the kids do not let up. They were vicious. It was brutal. And they're cackling. And you're like, <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Got a taste of war. Yeah. Voldar said the kids were too soft. And these little earth uh -huh. kids said, watch. <laughs> Will you ever watch this movie again? Uh, maybe. Okay. If I have enough drinks in me, but... I feel like we can make a drinking game out of it. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say every time that the movie's bad, but that'd just be a non-stop, like, funnel. Yeah. You don't want to perish after watching this movie. No, but what a way to go, baby. <laughs> when I die... That would be a strange one for the detectives. <laughs> <laughs> when I die, I'd like it to be... Uh, I'd like to die in front of uh, stock footage of the military, personally. I get that. Bum ba dum da dum bum bum ba dum. On a, a show my mom worked on, they wanted to use footage from the movie Patton, and it was like a one or two second clip that cost ten thousand dollars. They should have asked me. I would have given it. I would have given them a better deal. <laughs> Did you star on Patton? I don't know. I got a life before you. <laughs> I don't think either of us had a life when that movie came out. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't think either of us had a life before each other. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you hang up the call. In the call, really banned from the cast. <laughs> don't release it. No. <laughs> so you think after, it's been like two years since you've seen this. You think you could handle it again. I think you could. I could absolutely handle it. <laughs> I just don't know if I, you know, would want to subject myself to it. Mm. Mm. I watch this movie at least once a year, if not more. Because I've shown it yes. to a fair amount of people, so I watch it with them. It's like me and the uh, Natural History Space show. <laughs> <laughs> just taking everyone you know, here, come on, come on, we have to go. <laughs> Pretty much. Do you have any... Closing thoughts and last impressions about this piece of cinema. I think if you're a fan of sci-fi, bad movies, bad sci-fi movies... Um, Santa. Santa, Christmas, Mars. Uh, you know, like, room-esque movies. Give it a watch. The Room, not Room. 
the room. Sorry. <laughs> That's how much of an impression it made on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say it's it's, it's worth the runtime. Which isn't long. I forget no. how long it is, but it's not a clunker. It's not, and by no means pay for it. No, 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 no. It's on YouTube for free. Like you don't <laughs> don't pay for this movie. It's public domain. No one cared. Yeah, turn on ad blocker just in case. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. You told me you started listening to an episode of this show, and then you got mad because I said an I incorrect... Where I, lived. I forgot where you lived. <laughs> um, <laughs> this will be my public apology to you. I'm so sorry. I forgot mm. the cross streets. It's second and first. He's not between second and third. He would never. Never. He would never. That's disgusting. <laughs> So you probably haven't made it to the end of an episode, but at the end, <laughs> everyone gets to, like, give a shout-out to some artistic thing they like. Mm-hmm. So, if you'd like to do that, you this is your space. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, will you be editing this recording? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, fuck art, fuck... No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, just a, a general shout-out to video games. That's what I'm enjoying right now is my, uh, art du jour. Uh, I wanted you to pick something music, because you've got some interesting taste there. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't uh, tell you that, though. I just assumed. Well, you just said art. I know. I gave you uh, freedom, well, and then you chose wrong, so. <laughs> I'm currently wearing my Metallica shirt, so, you know, give Metallica a listen, but the big the big ones I, I really want people to get into is uh, power metal, mainly Swedish power metal. Uh, you know, like Sabaton and Hammerfall and Battle Beast and uh, I don't think they're Swedish, but uh, Glory Hammer for some nice fun uh, like character power metal. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and read more science fiction. William, I said pick one thing. You're out of control, and this is why you can't be on the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not an artist. You're not an artist. No. You're on a tight leash, buddy. <laughs> Reading Jules Verne right now. Uh-uh. He's a good one. Have you gotten far into that one? No. I tried to read that book. I didn't finish it. I was in elementary school, so that's probably why. Yeah, you should give it a reread. I'm like... Uh, like, ten chapters in, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you would like it now. I'm sure I read it a lot around the time when the movie came out, and I was like, Brandon Fraser, uh, hoo-hoo. Yeah, no, Brandon Fraser's character in the book is an old German man. Is he hot? If you like old German men, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll read it then. Yeah. It's done. Say goodbye, William. Goodbye. Goodbye. You won't get away with this, you, you Today, I have gathered you all here to talk about my favorite film, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, I can't believe we made the cut. I know. <laughs> so I guess let's do like a quick little introduction and like so people can recognize the sounds of our individual voices. 
Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to jump in. Uh, I'm Emily. Um, used to live with Anna McGarry and Hannah DeFranzo, DeFranzo and Sarah Lenara. So we are all here. We are all joined together by the monstrosity that is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I don't want this to be what binds us together. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. Next. Okay, I guess I'm next. Oh. (laughs) You can go, Hannah. I'm I'm gonna pass pass the torch. No, I think I interrupted you. Oh my god, one little. I would like, and you should. You should. No, you hang up. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm gonna go land. Yeah. Hannah, go. Oh my god, we're gonna be here all night. <laughs> I'm long. Hannah. I have a cold, so I sound different than the last one I was on, but you know, we're all different people now. Times have changed, we have changed, and here we are. And I am excited to talk about this film I don't remember much of. <laughs> okay, so that leaves me. I'm Sarah. I watched one. All of but 20 minutes of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians earlier today. I hated every single second of it. I was falling asleep. Um, yeah. And I still live with Anna. So. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Sarah, could you keep holding your mic like that? When it gets lost in your hair, it sounds like jingle bells to me. I don't me. want to. Let me unplug it. It sounds like jingle bells. No, no. Do, Sarah, just do this setup. Emily, I, it's foolproof. <laughs> You know what? I kind of feel like I'm on an episode. Like, that feels pretty cool. I keep... For those <sighs> listeners who I realize this is a podcast, this is audio, not visual. Um, you know how like your earbuds have a little microphone on one of the wires? I have taken it and, and balanced it on my other ear, so it's just hanging across my face. But hey, hands Work free. Work of art. So, so who's, who's, who's the winner here? You all. It's, it's, it's me. I need to stop eating Cheetos. That's not a nice mm. thing to do. ASMR, baby. Mm. That's my teeth clicking. So when did we all see this movie? I first saw it years ago. It has become a family tradition with me and my father. My mom won't watch it because she hates it, and she's right. Um, <laughs> Pam was best. Yes. She is right. It's bad. I've seen it at least once a year for the past at least four years. For the beginning, yeah. But I've watched <coughs> it with a bunch of different people. I just watched it again. Sarah, what are you doing? Are you, like, There's ice and it's rolling everywhere. <laughs> I wish this wasn't an auditory thing. <laughs> There's ice in your room? Yeah, I'm put, I, it's in a cup and I'm pouring something in the cup and so the ice made a sound when I put it down and I'm sorry. That rhymed. Well, <laughs> Hamilton? Ever heard of it? Um, no. Well, so Emily and Hannah, I watched it with you guys last yes. November-ish. Yes. yes. Okay. It was the first week of November. We were in Hannah's basement. Yep. And it was, I remember it was so warm. You know when a room is just so warm and cozy that you just want to fall asleep even if you're not tired? That's what the room was. And I know this to be true because I had Anna 
asleep with her legs on me at one point, and Hannah asleep with her sh- head on my shoulder. <laughs> wow, this is vivid, Emily. You are painting me a picture. <laughs> oh, it was. And yet, what we what would we fall asleep to? The sweet sounds of Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Um, and let me tell you, I walked away changed. <laughs> I remember that day as I was sandwiched between you two on my couch, and I was just so. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it sounds like an ad at a movie theater. <laughs> it does. It doesn't. They're like, like the rich taste of Coca-Cola. That you're yeah, hearing. I think you like, we hope you enjoyed the feature Listen, film. I didn't have time to get prepared like everyone else. I was running around plugging everything into every outlet in my fucking house. <laughs> I was sandwiched between you guys on my couch and I was miserable because I was very tired and I was fighting <laughs> asleep for what? <laughs> This awful movie. <laughs> it was very hard to stay awake. But I think I stayed awake through the whole thing. I don't really remember the end. So That's the thing. I don't I don't really remember plot points as much as I remember certain moments and characters. I couldn't tell you what's it what it's about. I really couldn't tell you, but I could just tell you some moments that I did that stuck with me. He That's conquers the it. Martians. That's what it's about. He does well, not conquer the Martians. That is <laughs> The key thing I think we need to get out. Why does he? Why do they call it Con- Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Then, like, what's it's the, the point? It's a better it's title. Clickbait. It's clickbait. It's, clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1964 clickbait, baby. Yes, it is. Um, it's a better title than Santa Claus is kidnapped. They reach an agreement, and then he goes home. <laughs> is that what happens in the end? I didn't see the end. That is what happens in the end. That is what happens. It's it's not as thrilling. All I remember is a polar bear. You just watched. Uh, I, no, I remember more than that. I also just, like, <laughs> can't. I just thought that it was going to be, first I thought it was from the 80s, not the 60s. Okay. I love the transatlantic accent, let me tell you. I was like, wow, I've barely seen a movie with any trans, I've barely seen any movies that do transatlantic accent. Because I usually do things from this or the very, very, very late 20th century. Um, so that was cool. Other than that, I thought it was a monstrosity. A complete and utter insult <laughs> to cinema itself. Um, <laughs> I just something can't believe more accurately described. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that they read the script and they were like, "Uh, yeah, we'll put money behind that. Sounds good. Go for it." I would like to know the movie budget. Um, the Wikipedia mm. says an estimated two hundred thousand. What is that wow. in nowadays dollars, though? Spared no expense. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you adjust that for inflation for me right now? Me? Okay. I mean, 200000 from what? 1962? It's the first movie that... First recorded movie that shows Mrs. Claus, though. So you know what? Yeah. That is true. So it's a feminine... It's a milestone. It walked. So... Good run. I just made that joke earlier today with Anna. <laughs> but it is true. Santa Claus to the Mrs. Claus. The Who's his wife in that movie? Or becomes his wife? The teacher. I know, but who's the what's actress? That's name? what I'm... Let me look. Oh. No, what's her name? What's the teacher's name? I don't know. The... The Santa Claus is coming to town. Is that what's called? The Santa Claus 2? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's called the the, the, the animated one with Fred Astaire. Mm. Mm. The claymation one. That's the one. It's called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's when he marries the teacher whose name I can't remember. 
It's like something. It's like something generic, right? Yeah. According to one website, two hundred thousand then would be equivalent to one point six million now. No. Wow. Oh, it's Carol Elizabeth Mitchell. She's pretty. I like her. No, what, what, what's, what's the care? Oh, wait, no, that's an animated. What is she in that person? I like? <laughs> I feel like. Anyway, but uh, 1.2? 6. 1.6 1. 1. 6 million. 6. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Spared no expense, my man. Spared um, no expense. Let's, before we get mm. into a very detailed plot synopsis, I'd mm. like to get right off the bat. Um, there's only mm. one actor in this movie that has a Wikipedia page. Mm. So that tells you not a lot of people made it out alive from this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the one girl who made it out was uh, Germar, Girl Martian. That was the name. That's the name, baby. Okay. It's Germar. Oh, for you know, Girl Martian and Boy Martian? Boy Martian, masculine and feminine names. Yes. So she was played by Pia Zadora. Immediately That's a good after. name. That is a very good name. Great name. Immediately after this, so this came out in 64, um, she was on Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway for two years. No way. Who'd she play? I don't know, a child. A child. Uh. <laughs> um, but before you get too excited. She was the Fiddler. She was the Fiddler. <laughs> she was the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, her mom was the costume supervisor for a lot of Broadway shows, the Met Opera, and New York City Opera. So she was nepotism wow. baby, but she yeah. got well, no, but like, hey, her mom knew how to give her a stage name. It's only good when name. it works for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, she sang the theme song. Do we know the theme song? Can we all sing it? Two. Like of a, what? I remember the end of the song. Of this movie of the movie. Yeah, I remember. I remember oh. the end of the song. Really it's at the beginning of the end. I remember you singing along. Santa I know. I know. Yeah, the end is the S A N T A C L A U S. Yeah, I just remember you like really enthusiastically singing along to it, Anna, and I was just like, "Yeah, I do." Okay, actually, have a video because where was I, Anna? You at school? I don't know. Yeah, where was I? We weren't. I remember I had to I had to leave early because I had like rehearsal or something. I don't remember. Well, not leave early, but I had to. I had something. No, I had class. Yeah, we didn't start class. the day with this in mind. We just all ended no. up at Hannah's house and we're like, well, should no, we watch I remember this? it was a Monday and then I left because I had to go to Thurman's class. Oh, it was a Monday? Yeah. No. Yeah. Our 7 to 10 was Thurman's yeah. class was on a Monday. I was that when we lived in 2E? <coughs> no. No, no. It was last year. Where the hell was I? You could I have had a class maybe. and then I, I was came probably from at class. work. Oh, yeah, because on no. Mondays I worked the shop and then I had costume and then i had i, I like yeah, was from no. like 10 to 5 30 i was busy all day i came, I came from class <sighs> to hannah's watched a movie then went back to thurman feeling thurman. changed and i don't know what he was talking about that day one of the religions um <laughs> <laughs> you know in the comparative religious ethics class uh-huh. one of them and i just couldn't think about anything else other than c-a-n no s-a-n-t-a-c-l-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-c-a-
Yeah. Yeah. On theme. Um, so while we're talking about Cantus laws, um, I'd like to get right out in front of the typos mm-hmm. in this movie. Sarah brought oh, one to my attention that I hadn't noticed before. In the opening credits, it says costume designer instead of costume. Hot. Um, yeah. It also, in the opening credits, they spell Santa Claus with an E at the end, mm. which is not correct. Foreshadowing. Strong kind of claw. For, for what? For the, for the Santa, Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movies. The Santa they Claus. They spell it with an E at the end? Because it's a clause, like in the yeah. thing. <laughs> the Santa Claus. I saw that when I was 12. You think I know Did what that just, is? <laughs> Did you just put that together? Girl, I have not seen that since I was 12. In the year of our Lord, 2020. Also, um, after Santa Claus is kidnapped, a newspaper spirals on, on screen and says, Santa Claus kidnapped by Martians. Kidnapped. Yeah. Kidnapped. 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 <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. One of you vamp for three seconds. I'm going to let my cat in because he's lonely. So I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about. So um, what we're going to talk about right now is J.K. Rowling and how she added herself (laughs) and her microaggressive nature through her plot line of how self writes with Hermione. Exhibit A. When. (laughs) All right. That's more than enough. I will get to my stuff when we have a longer break. I, Hannah, I just don't see how it, I just do not see how it applies. I just don't understand. Oh, I will explain it all. It does not. It, it's wrong. I won't reveal Hannah, it doesn't. Okay, okay, it before, doesn't. Before we get back, no, the before listeners. we get back. Sorry, Hannah, Hannah DeFranzo, I just really vastly disagree with Hannah, or Hannah and her <laughs> well, no, 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 premarital no, sex twilight theory. No, 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 I'm agreeing with you, Sarah. Hannah DeFranzo, folks, um, before we go on, has a tendency to, to take one thing an idea of hers and spin it into something that really, really, really isn't correct. But damn, she will try to convince you to believe it's it. It's the Ergo. Gemini in her. She can't help it. There it is. <laughs> um, she, that mind. The Twilight Saga is about premarital sex. It's that not about premarital sex. That, no. That, nope. folks. It's that about folks Santa Claus, obviously. About. Let's continue. And let's go back. Speaking of P. Isadora, you may think what happened next. Um, no. She won a Golden Globe. Oh, for what? I, why I thought you were going to say an Olympic gold medal. I wish. <laughs> Sounds like a gymnast's name. For new star of the year, an award I, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. It. That'd be kind of fun. It would be fun. Um, they for... had some awards back then that, like, you look at them now and they have weird names. Like, Judy Garland won an award for. Uh, what's the, what the. Oh, yeah. Fucking. What's it called? Wizard of Oz? <laughs> and um, apparently. She won, I think the award was called, like, Juvenile Child Actor Award, as opposed to, like, Best Featured Actress or whatever. Some weird-ass name. Like, Young Actress. Yeah. Um, Also that year, for the same role, the movie Butterfly, never seen it. Apparently, there's incest in it, which made it controversial. Mm. Um, She also won Worst New Star at the Golden oh. Raspberry Awards. Oh. Oh, hot. I was okay. like, not but the Golden Globes. Globes. Well, you, know, you, you, gotta, you gotta stay humble. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's all I have to say about P. Isadora. She put an album out this year. Is I, she still in SAG? What? I want to change my name to that. What? Is she still in SAG? I want to change my name to that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said if she's still on set. I was like, of what? <laughs> no. She's in SAG. I want her left. name. <laughs> She's haunted the Can set you take the name of dead since... SAG members? Is that like a no-no? Because um, what if your name you is like... You could be the second. You oh. know? 
Like there can only be, be like one of you in there with a name, I think. But if you're so dead, I think it's you're not game. doing anything anymore. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, you're, you're not wrong, but also I don't know how it works. How does it work if I have to pee during this? You just leave. You take a piss so in the bathroom with your phone. I'll take my AirPods off. You pee your pants in front of us right now. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> I'll be right back. She was ready, folks. She was about to do it. Okay. I'm now starting... we can talk about her because she's not here. No, I'm, I'm starting the synopsis without her. Yep. So. We open on Mars. We see Bomar and Germar watching KID TV. Kid TV, some could call it. Mm. Um, hey. Hey. My cat's clawing at the window because he's a drama queen. And there goes Sarah out of the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me, Anna. <laughs> Wow. She's still Wait. on the recording, I think. I'll say, Sarah, are you still on the call? And oh, no, we lost Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> We're down to two. I'm going to keep oh. going. <laughs> oh, no. Dropping like flies. Okay. <laughs> so, Bomar and Grandma are watching KID TV. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some nameless news anchor. He might have a name. It's not important. And he's like, let's go to our reporter up at the North Pole. By the way, guys, it's 91 degrees below zero. And you're like, whoa. And I was like, that whoa. seems really cold. Um, so I looked it up, and the record was set in 1933 and is um, almost 90 below zero. Oh, damn. So this reporter is a damn liar, basically. Damn cool. Also, hi, Hannah. To fill you in, we lost Sarah. <laughs> Don't know where she went. can't hear you (laughs) (laughs) what is happening (laughs) did you disconnect from the podcast app no she's still in there i'm moving on we push (laughs) forward she'll get there when she gets there so we cut to our reporter live on the scene andy Mm. henderson henderson remember that and he's going to go interview santa naturally uh, we are introduced to short sleeve Santa in his workshop, mm. which is fun. He doesn't have short sleeves the rest of the movie, only right then. It was in his workspace. Yes. Um, so Andy's like wasting everybody's time, doing pointless questions, whatever. At this point, Santa decides that Andy Henderson is now named Andy Anderson. This is the first big sign of what is to come. And that the movie's only going to go downhill. We can't even agree on a character's name. And we are, like, five minutes in. Good. Also, uh, how you doing, Hannah? Oh, Sarah, are you back in? Sorry, my Wi-Fi cut out, and then I had to switch to data, and I had to leave the recording and then, like, come back to it. You are welcome. Also, we lost Hannah's audio, so we can't hear her. This is really just not... Is Mercury in retrograde? Like, WTF. It's not Hannah. We cannot hear you. Chaos. Hannah. It's this movie. It doesn't want us to talk ill of it. (laughs) It doesn't. It just wants to fade into the shadows, you know? Oh, that's a cat. (laughs) I want my cat. being dramatic. Um, Yes. So, as we said, it's the first uh, on-screen presentation of Mrs. Claus feminism heard of it mm-hmm. um no 
What is it? Who's that? Um, <laughs> and Mrs. Claus is very annoying. I can't hear you, Hannah. <laughs> Sorry. I just see Hannah yelling, but I hear nothing. <laughs> Girl, we cannot hear you, man. Oh, I feel like I'm missing so much visual. Well, Hannah's just mouthing words and no one can hear. And yet we push on. So now Ah! there's a break. She's she's getting so much more desperate. (laughs) Oh my god. Let me in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is just chaos. For you folks listening at home, this is just a glimpse of what 2E life was Except like. we were all in the same room, so we didn't have to buffer to talk to each other. That's yes. true. So, we cut... Well, it's not a cut. We're, we're in the same scene. Um, they start That's talking that. to the elves. <laughs> Namely... <laughs> Namely, Winky. It's just... Winky? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just, it's just still seeing Hannah in frame mouthing the words, can you hear me? <laughs> There's wheezing, you guys. Did you hear that? We're wheezing. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just, sorry, it's making me laugh so When the donut can't be heard, she screams. So we're talking, <laughs> so we're talking to Winky. Wait, and- the name is actually Winky? Yes. Why That's weird because... You mean like... like- the, the, aren't Winkies those in Harry Potter one of the house elves names is Winky and I'm just reading that book and it, that makes me uncomfortable plagiarism I'll finish press recording we'll end it for all or can I join to come oh uh, close out of the app and then try to come back that's what I had to do I had to out of there okay she's out now Um. so we're we're with Winky the house elf yes Winky he has like a doll of a Martian of his idea of what a Martian is like. What does that look and like? It looks exactly him. like the Martians in the movie. Wow, good guess for that Winky. Yeah, which makes me ask, what does Winky know? <laughs> <laughs> what does Winky what know? What does Winky know? A, a good question for us all to ask ourselves. I I know I know I my cat you. is a mess. Okay, well, maybe you should clean him up. Boy, have I tried. I said, speaking of feminism, (laughs) can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) The return of the dream, And then I was going to bring up the fact that today is the 100-year anniversary of the 19th Amendment. (gasps) Hell yeah, it is. And I voted today! Wow. We've come full circle, folks. We really have. Vote, everybody, by the way. This is a PSA. Vote, baby. Get that shit done. So now we're on Mars. We meet Timar and Droppo. Droppo is the comic relief of the movie. Droppo was the worst comic relief I've ever seen. (laughs) So, we... (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Um, These two men are... Well, Kimar is, like, the head Martian... I like to think Kimar for King Martian, just as Bomar and Gurmar for boy and girl. Um, Drapo, because he's wacky. All these names are very on the nose. <laughs> Wait, so is Vol... What's the other guy's name? Volmar? Voldar. For villain yeah. Martian. Voldemort Martian. <gasps> this whole thing was is. what inspired Harry Potter. 
That's not her. <laughs> Back to the elves. <laughs> okay. So, Kimar, Head Martian, Droppo, a mess. Um, some would call him the laziest man on Mars. And I'd like mm. to take a little second to acknowledge their acting styles. Kimar, um, his thing is to, like, repeat himself, and he has loud and louder. Stern and sterner. And that's what he's bringing to the table, kind of. Uh, whereas Droppo's just doing the most. So, that's that. I mean, I truly don't remember. But... <laughs> it's like the same thing over. Walking it out. Okay, what's his intention? What's his action? And I was like, but he's not doing anything. I was like, I feel like he's just an emotion. He's like, I'm mad. Why'd you do that? I was like, what? Yes, but five times in a row, and that's... Yes, but who let him... Who watched that take and was like, ah, oh, yeah, good stuff. No. Uh, yes. So now we meet Lady Momar. She is... I don't know what the marriage situation is, but she's married to Kimar, uh, mother of Bomar and Gurmar. Um, she's off to the food pill center, because that's how eating works on Mars. We see that the kids, Bomar Gurmar, are sad, Watching Earth programs. Why are they sad? We don't know yet. But Kimar is worried about it. Um, let's take a second here to talk about the face paint all the Martians have. Yeah, that's all I could remember. Because <laughs> like the grainy quality of the film that we have copies of today, like it basically looks like blackface. It's not because they're. Oh, not- I thought it was purple. Does it look purple to you? To me, it looked purple and, like, silver. Wasn't it Yeah, it was green. green. It was supposed to be green. It looks brown, though. Yeah. I, I re-googled the images, and they were all definitely green, but I don't Let know. me look it up. But with the, It was the just, like, film. the fact that each of them progressively had less and less paint on their face. As Like, the they were definitely... <laughs> yeah. They just, like, were running out of paint as the whole... Yeah, there were some makeup on so much was more. Low, oh, yeah, it is folks. green. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Like, the version that I was watching, it definitely looked it looked like a purple turquoise, like kind of deal, you know. Mm. Mm. I just think it's interesting in this first scene. Um, Gurmar just has so much more on her face than Bomar does, and you're like, what's what's going on? <laughs> she got, you know, the, yeah, it's women, Anna. Looked, women you know... look different than men. Don't worry. An hour later, they are both equally dark, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, good. Um, Lady Momar has the accent, baby. She's going full, like... Full uh, transatlantic. Which is a bold choice, because no one else does it in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's where I first noticed it. I was like, oh, transatlantic accent. And then after she left, I was like, where'd it go? (laughs) She's the only one. The accent, the accent cracks me. It's up. so weird. Like, oh what? Like, what is it supposed? Where are they supposed to be from? It's Mars. Like, Dor- Dorothy. You know, it's that kind of a. <laughs> it's like the weird, like liquid oh, U, and then they like tap their R's, but they're not British. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, um, it is time for Chochim, the Ancient One. He may be my favorite character. He was the best. <laughs> right. The he looks so old oh, and God. so tired. <laughs> so annoyed that they had called him there. He's like, what do you want? Yeah, so Kimar has called the gentleman of the council. That's an exact quote. The gentleman of the council mm. 
to meet with Cho Chim, the Ancient One, because he's like, why are all the kids bummed? I don't get what's going on. Um, and I'd like to say Cho Chim, Cho Chim walked so Yoda could fly. Does Yoda fly? No. No, 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 no. This is right on the back of Luke. I don't know where you're. Cho Chim walked so Yoda could ride on the back of Luke. On Mark Hamill's Yoda is so funny. I'm so... He's such a small little being. Well, no, what kills me, if you watch... Okay, so speak... Quick sidebar. There's... Was it in Empire Strikes Back when we first meet Yoda? He takes his stick and he's fighting with uh-huh. R2-D2 because he wants something. He's like, mine, 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 and whacks it. And then you go, like, okay, he's a little idiot. We love him. And then you go to the prequels and our man... Okay, the prequels aren't that long ago. Like, Luke's supposed to be a young kid. Our little man Yoda is, like, doing, like, quadruple The prequels? He's not born yet. Lords. The prequels. Wait, he get Luke gets born at the end of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Yoda. How? In but the that's twenty years fighting, ago. Things um... can change in twenty years. But st- twenty. But then he says. In, he says in when he before he dies in in Revenge of the no 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 in uh yeah like, Return of the Jedi when he's like when nine hundred years old you reach look at <laughs> you will not so the man's almost nine hundred. Hey, at so those at last eight, twenty, he said, "I'm done. I know it's coming, and I'm over yeah, it." So that's what I'm like. How is it for eight hundred and eighty years you could do quadruple flips and fight Sith? Because Lord they didn't realize they were going to be making twenty a cash cow for the rest of their lives. That's why. <laughs> and there it is. All right, back to the story. <laughs> Oh, also, there's a rumored fourth trilogy, which we don't need. That's all I have to say. No. I will gouge my eyes I'm good. I don't need to watch that. (laughs) I'm okay. So here is where we get the the iconic line. I wrote down most of Kimar's lines. Not Kimar, Boldar. Because I think he has the best, like, zingers. I don't know if they're funny or if I've just seen them so many times that they, like, get me. Yeah. Um, But... One of the other gentlemen of the council, it's either Rigna or Lomas. You can't tell them apart, and it doesn't matter. Um, oh, it's not even them. Uh, Voldar just says, who does Kima think we are? A kindergarten class? Can't we make our own decisions? Because he's mad they have to meet with Chochim. And you're like, I love that they have kindergarten, kindergarten classes. <laughs> Mars. I also love how that's like the biggest burn you could think <laughs> I of. A kindergarten class. Can I read you a bit of general? I went to that scene to refresh my memory. Can I read you some of the general trivia that I just learned about this film? Yes. Most of the Please. film was shot in an abandoned aircraft hangar on Long New York. <laughs> oh, that adds that adds spared, spared no expense. <laughs> Wow, that puts everything into perspective. I love this movie. It is absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, you should have started with that because then say no more. Everything yeah. adds up. As soon as you say it, so this film's in an abandoned the airplane. Vibes. Okay, now immaculate. I'm <laughs> convinced that they like purposely didn't spend their whole budget. For what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like to for keep what, the money though? for themselves? For bragging rights? <laughs> I made a really good film and I only spent a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it shows, oh sweetie. And, it, and you should have We'll get to the polar bear. We'll get to that. Oh, so here's oh. where here's where we get another iconic Voldar line, just back to back. He's bringing him out. Either Rignar Lomas says, uh, "Like no, Chochim's like 800 years old." Quote: "You can't dismiss the wisdom of centuries." To which Voldar snaps back, "I can." Whoa. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, he can. Topical. 
He can, guys. He can. He can, baby. Um, he so can. Yoda Chochem appears out of thin air in a cloud of smoke, and you're like, okay. <laughs> gotta have it when when he did when he did i was half expecting him to come in singing like your story sad (laughs) where's that from like beauty school dropout (laughs) (laughs) come in with la 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 honestly i thought joshin was was good like i was like i vibe with this man i think he's like an interesting character i don't know felt like he was doing something felt like he had purpose did you notice that he plays two parts in this movie now I didn't get he to the also end. plays um, Dr. No. Werner von Green, the German scientist. There's a scientist. Right, that guy. Did there I get to that part? Scientist. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Chochum looks at these men um, and goes, what, he- what time of year is it? He's using like peak old voice and you're like, mm. I love to see it. Peak old voice. Peak old voice. He's taking it to another level. And they go, oh, it's the middle of September. Which. They couldn't be a little more creative. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. You could have told me it was the middle of like Oxygon and I'd be like, okay, yeah, bet. But September? <laughs> please. The, the middle of Oxygon. German month. <laughs> it's a German month? Billy Zane. German month Billy Zane Billy is there. <laughs> Billy Mays oh, is the yeah. elder. <laughs> Billy Zane, not the man from Titanic. I meant the other Billy guy. Billy Mays then comes in with the smoke, and then he starts singing Beauty School Dropout. There it is. Well, well, Honestly, well, I wish this was oh the God. musical. It would have uh, been better, and that's saying something. <laughs> that's saying something. Oh, God. So Chochum goes, no, on Earth. Why does oh, he care about Earth? I know. It's early December. And you're like, so you knew what time of year it was. Why'd you even ask? Um, he just yeah. wanted to hear them try. And he goes, oh, it's the time of the Santa Claus. And you're like, okay, pop off. Oh, the, the and Santa he gives Claus. this powerful monologue. Will I add it to my book? Yes. Yeah. Um, about how children on Mars didn't have childhoods because as soon as they're born, we hook them up to, like, the brain learning machine so they don't really have a childhood, which is why they're sad now. Um, how come that didn't happen to the adults on Mars now? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Why didn't Chochum stop it? He said he saw this coming for 100 years, and he did So that. why didn't he do it? Okay, Chochum. Some sort of wise one you Time's are. Changed, Sarah. I I that's why the other guys don't respect him. <laughs> Um, and he says, like, oh, the children are unhappy, quote, and now they are rebelling. And but that's I- actually extremely accurate. I, you've seen it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> it is so accurate. Like, Don't you love I, it when, like, the inflection them. of a line stays in your brain? Forever. Oh, so that's, good. like, so much of Spongebob for me. I can hear it. Yeah. No. Don't be Same. mad because your mom wouldn't let you watch it. Um, I'm not <laughs> mad. Hey. I definitely don't think I missed out on anything. It was a cultural moment. So, <laughs> yeah. Chochim disappears in a cloud of smoke. We never see him again. He's the best part of the movie. If you're watching it, stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So now we go to Spaceship One. It's like Air Force One, but it's for Martians. Where we have 
uh, our key players, Kimar and Voldar. Also, also the B team, Rigna, Lomas, and Hargo. Again, you don't need to tell them apart. They're not individuals. Here comes another iconic moment. Uh, we have fire the port side rockets, the roto rockets, roto rockets fire, and the retro rockets. And anytime they say any of those commands, everyone leans to their left. Yeah. And then comes back. They're all facing different directions. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, because one person's left is another person's right. And you're like, so what direction are we going? But it's a very clear... As I don't even notice if I did that. It takes... It's got layers, babe. You gotta watch it over and over and over again to get this insight. I'm never... because they're in an airplane hangar and they don't know which direction they need to, uh, you know, bounce off of. So they just chose There's... all of them. <laughs> they said, we're we'll just all of them. We can do whatever we want. Gravity does not apply. The, the laws uh-huh, of motion uh-huh. do not apply. <laughs> you know where else the laws of motion don't apply? Twilight. Mm. Okay, no. anyway. There's no sense of momentum. <laughs> I will kick Twilight you off is a this comedy. Let's leave it there. It is. It is. <laughs> so we cut back to KID TV anchor, and he says, "Quote: An unidentified, ident- an, un- an, oh, an unidentified oh. object has been spotted. The Soviet Union denies it has launched any satellites." And you're like, "Oh, this was the '60s, <laughs> the Soviet Union." Yeah, <laughs> we need that USSR. The Red tracks. Scare, baby. And it's you know what? It worked to this Throwback. day. Yeah. By the way, we're going to just hold for one second to talk about how this Halloween, Sarah Linares came to a party in a red dress and called herself... And then I scared. left before the party um, began. And people started coming, and I was like, I gotta yeah. go, actually. It stayed with me. I looked at you, you were like, oh, you're in a nice red dress, like, what are you? And you're like, the red scare, and I was like, sure. I have an amazing clever. I'm image. sorry that nobody else is intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, last thing, I didn't put it. I didn't put it together at first. I was like, okay, all right. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's. Good. I'm gonna bring it back once Corona's over. Yeah, I have an amazing good. photo on my camera roll of one of the parties we went to this past Halloween, where Anna was a performance artist. That's the one, and it's uh, a yep. very blurry image of us in Markel's bedroom, and Sarah is drawing a pentagram on your belly with red red lipstick, and <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's yep. so low quality. Yep. I also have all the photos of when your ass was just hovering over Anna's yeah. face. She, she took a bunch of selfies with Anna's ass just in her face. This, I do not remember. Oh, they're great. Get away your ass, Anna. I, my I, and God. I'm in the background, like, Why was I squatting over times. you? I Were you just know. standing in front of her? Like, one of those was small. <laughs> Rich, I think you're trying to sit down hey, on the guys. beanbag. Guys, remember, remember? I I was gonna say I miss uh, going to parties for an hour and then leaving. <laughs> like, yeah, I I Tanya, just going I in and going out, getting your fill and getting out. Yeah. <sighs> for the fans, I asked everyone in this podcast today about doing a group Halloween costume, and then I realized it's not happening this There's year. There's not gonna be a Halloween this year, you stupid slut. We still haven't done Maroon 4, which I think is a peak no, idea. Yeah. But I think we should all be gold medalists. That's a fun idea. That is a fun idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like this, the gold medalists will be fun to do over Zoom. because We could each choose a virtual background and just stand there waving. We just wave for two minutes as our national day. anthems play, and then we shut off the call. I'm going to choose <laughs> someone it. from El Salvador. They've never made it to the Olympics, but I am going to choose them. 
<laughs> Good. And then Hannah can be Hannah can be Italy, and Anna can be Ireland. I'm solely going off of your last name. Wait, do people in Ireland <laughs> compete for the UK? No, they compete for the EU. The right? European I Union. So wrong on that. I don't think that's Ireland's. Ireland's a part of but the, the Union. Union. Doesn't get. Uh... They have individual people. Well, not the yeah. well, well, Ireland, Northern Ireland's part of the UK. Well, but or, yeah, like, one part of it is, and, and one is Ireland. Ireland is not. But more importantly, the U.S. Air Force has alerted yes. all defense commands and retaliatory units for Ireland. Uh, right, we're back. No, right <laughs> off. Um, and here's where we get the first set of stock footage in the movie. It's just a minute of random military stock footage, some men yeah. running around, getting in and out of planes, planes flying, and you're like, okay. Once again, evidence that they tried to save extra money. Yes. And for some mm. reason, needed to extend the length of the movie. It's like exactly a minute. Not a minute. <laughs> it's exactly a minute. I wish. It's an hour, 20 minutes, like to, the, to a T. Um, and it did have a theatrical release. Do you think they had to be an hour 20 in order to get a spot in the theater? Maybe. Like, obviously, Mm. they were padding this movie. Otherwise, why would you have Mm. so much stock footage in it that adds nothing? I don't know. Okay. Um, So, we find out Droppo was hiding in the radar box. Oops. He wasn't supposed to come on the trip. He is. The Marsons are looking for Santa through their little telescope. They're seeing all the Santas ringing bells, collecting money for charity. And they're like, what's the real Santa? I'm confused. Um, and then they find Droppo. They say, oh, we might, like, leave you here on Earth to, like, replace Santa. Foreshadowing. Don't say they didn't think this thing out. That's foreshadowing, baby. Wait, did they do that in the end? Droppo becomes the Santa for Mars when real Santa gets to go back to Earth. Aww. It's kind of cute. Is he finally relieved of stupid Kilmar's, like... Kimar? Whatever the hell his name is. That dude, that... He's so mean to Droppo. Dropper's like, I'm trying to have fun. And he's like, we don't have fun on Mars! Like, bruh! <laughs> Chill out! <laughs> oh, that's a soundbite. We don't have fun on Mars? I want that as my ringtone. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah. We don't have fun on Mars! We don't have fun on Mars! Before you know <laughs> anyway. it... Like, about two minutes have passed, we have another set of stock footage that takes up another minute. Good. Just back to back. Wait, is the stuff in the military play stock footage? Because I thought it was very lovely. I I was like, this is the best part of the movie. It's so nicely filmed. I was like, everyone looks professional. I was, some guy was like, writing something down, then he saw something, and I was like, that's good acting. No wonder. Because it's, it's real. That's probably where most <laughs> of the budget went to buy that stock footage. Wow. I didn't even think about oh, that one. Um, mm. So now, the mm. Martians have landed. They get out of the spaceship. Mm. We are right here. Mm-hmm. 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 Good. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I was going to say. Enough. Enough. We enough. meet Billy and Betty Foster. Human children. The lifeblood of this Why movie. are they in the woods alone? It was the 60s. They didn't care about kids. What the hell? I swear to God, my dad told me literally when he was a child in the 60s, because he, he was a child in the 60s, 
He literally would get on his bike. Oh, my mom too. In the seventies, she was born sixty-nine. For hours, he would go swim in lakes and literally camp out in graveyards and hops and flip cars. And then the next, and then he'd just come in before dinner, and they'd be like, "Oh, where'd you go?" It was like no one told anybody anything. I freedom. Would say I was born in the wrong era, but the injustices, maybe not. Yeah. Um, so Billy and Betty Foster are having a nothing conversation. Oh, they're listening to the radio and our, our same anchor from KID TV. Why is there just why is there a kid station named KID TV? Questions we don't have answers for. He's like, We think it's Martians, you guys. And you're like, why would you jump to that conclusion? <laughs> yeah, why Martians? Like, why would you immediately yeah. assume they come from Mars? Like, I don't Unclear. There's something they know. <laughs> I, I thought like it was that, funny that like- I think yes, there's Anna? always been this fixation as like aliens coming from Mars specifically. Yeah. Probably because it's the second closest to us besides Wait. Earth or Venus, and we know nothing happens on Venus because it's literally okay, just you know a fireball. Martians, yeah. You know how Martians are called Martians, yep. right? Because they're from Mars. If you were from Venus, would you be called Venetians? <laughs> like the hotel or the hotel? You know? <laughs> Have you ever been to the Venetian? No. Have no, I ever been to a hotel? Either. Both of you to assume. I stay at motels. <laughs> no, it. Or in the no, car. No, in, oh wait, no, wait. Oh, well, never mind. I'm never, <laughs> no one's been there. It's in Vegas. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought. Of, I'm like, isn't it? Well, if you're hotel? from Venice, no, Italy, you call the Venetian. Yeah. 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 So, like, how are we supposed to? When the Venetians from Venus get here, how do we just like separate them? Well, they'll the probably be Venetians fire people because it's so hot on Venus <laughs> that they have to be on fire to be alive. So, That's so Billy point. asks Betty, "What would you do if you saw a Martian?" And Betty goes, scream. I scream, and then looks to her left and sees, like, five Martians up, like, in her business. And then she goes, ah! Oh, how convenient. And it yeah. looks like the scream was added in post. <laughs> <laughs> she just opens her mouth. <laughs> she just that jaw, and they're like, we'll add it later. Her mom was like, she has to save her voice for Broadway. <laughs> no notes. If I were a rich man. So... The kids get kidnapped, but not before telling them, the Martians, where the real Santa Claus is. They're like, there's only one Santa Claus, and he's at the North Pole. And they're like, cool, we're kidnapping you, going to the North Pole to get Santa. And they're like, maybe we made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the the, the, the freeze frame record scratch. So you're probably wondering how I got here. (laughs) And this is where we get the third round of stock footage. Of the Wait a second. Good angle for yeah. Was the record scratch freeze frame solely used as a technique in the Emperor's New Groove? No. Or is that more widely used? No, it's used That's... in so many more films. Are you that. The Emperor's New Groove is the basis for it, though, so I'm with you, Hannah. No, it's not. It's not the basis. No, it's mine. It's absolutely it's not the basis. For me, okay. it is. For me. <laughs> All right. Okay, but like, like for the rest of the world. <laughs> I cannot name a single other movie that uses that. Also, you because you've seen the weirdest fucking films. You haven't seen normal I, films. I, uh, yes, I, agree. <laughs> I, yes. Literally every every wacko childhood film I can think of. You're like, oh, I love that. The new Willy Wonka. Hannah's brain after Emperor's New Groove just the did not Willy move Wonka, on. All of the Spy Kids. She knows the Spy Kids like the back of her Spy Kids, hand, folks. Not the thumb people, yes. Hannah. So now the kids the are people. on the kids are on the spaceship. They have become friends with Droppo. Because Droppo, he's just not like the other Martians. 
He's a cool Marshall. I feel like I've been dragging you, Hannah, and I love you. And happens um, all the time, baby. You're, love you're, you. You're... Oh wow. Okay, Hannah, um, you're one to talk. Anyway, <laughs> do I drag people, Sarah? Wait, do I drag? No, nobody here often? drags anybody. Well, apparently Hannah said I drag her all the fucking time. <laughs> no, you like, you like lightly. You don't drag me. You like lightly, like we all lightly tap at each make other. Make me take a step forward, and then you're like, I'm so sorry for dragging you, and I'm like, no, you, no it's fine. Like, I'm a big girl. You don't sound like it's. So Droppo realizes the other Martians are coming, <laughs> and he's like, kids hide in the. Oh radar. my god! What is happening? <laughs> So the kids are hiding in the radar box. All the Martians come. Also, why is the radar box <coughs> empty? Why is it so empty that two full human beings can fit inside it? What's the point of it? Unclear. Um, this is where we first hear about Torg slash Tog, the big robot who's going to help them capture Santa Claus. No, there was anticipation for this, and I was solely disappointed. I want to name my first one. Torg. Yeah. So Kimar, Kimar always says it like Torg with an R, um, whereas Voldar always says Tog. They literally say it back and forth, pronouncing it differently to each other in conversation. Aww, You're like, it represents their on? different point of views. Yes. The quality of this costume or, or, is like or... high school production of Beauty and the Beast, yes. Cogsworth. Yes! <laughs> An industrial or Beauty the and the Beast. changing the name changing represents, that's a concept um, uh, a, a flaw in the concept. steampunk beauty and the beast i'm down let's do it wait hannah are you looking at yes. his costume right now? <laughs> good yeah torque talk is basically in a cardboard box with like some i don't know he's just all silver and he looks bad and you're like did you skip okay. over the polar bear no the polar I bear comes never. before tog torque well, we were talking, Torg's been introduced as a concept. We haven't seen him yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't realize we were going line for line. Okay, should I pull up the script? Are we doing, like, a popcorn reading? Like, <laughs> So we've I been think... to the North Pole. We've now landed. I think I just found an article of um, some regional theater doing Santa Claus Conquers the Martians as a stage play. I think oh, it's, like, a Chicago oh, thing. I think I remember that. Maverick Why? Theater. I don't know, because it's, like, so bad. They would, like, do readings of it annually. Oh, they're in, like, costume in the photos. Yeah. So, um, Billy and Betty escape from the radar box once all the Martians have left the room and somehow get outside in the North Pole before any of the Martians. Doesn't make sense how. Um, But before they go, Billy destroys the radar shield. So, as Sarah said, the radar box, empty as can be. But on the lid... Mm. Um, whole bunch of shit. There's a whole bunch of shit. So Billy basically paws at it like a bear, um, and he's like, "Now, when we take flight again, the whole U.S. like Navy or Space Force, whatever the heck, is gonna be right on their tails." Navy? Space and Force, like Space Force. Space Force. What? How does Billy know how to do that? I don't know. Oh, th- throwback. I-, I feel like this happens a lot in, like, sci-fi films where there's a kid who's just really, 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 really smart about impossible Yeah, he's a person. Listen, in modern sci-fi films, it's almost know? believable. In this one, I don't even believe that the Martians are real, so it makes it even more realistic. Unrealistic. Even, like, it pisses, 
no, it, it even it pisses me off in things like okay, like like okay, like Captain America, for example, right? I know it's like a more modern. I've not seen that in sixty the years. Man, this is in World War Two, right? Takes place Captain in World War Two. America. There's technology in that film that's impossible futuristic science that Cap is just like, I know how to work this and disarm this. It's like, it's 19... Because Marvel doesn't know how to write a good movie. The, the only valid superhero movie is Wonder Woman. We've established food. <laughs> how, do, how do you know how to... Uh, it just pisses me So we're at the North Pole. Everything looks like shit, yeah. obviously. Because it was filmed in an airplane hangar. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so here no is expense. where we meet the polar bear. Um, the kids, Billy and Betty, they like run, bulldogs on their tail. The polar bear scares them away. The kids hide in a cave because the polar bear is after them. Now this polar bear, it looks like a man in like a mascot costume from an underfunded high school. Um, he's very clearly just on his hands and knees scooting. You can see where the head flaps connect. You can see like the shoulder crease. <laughs> Okay. And he just paws at them from a distance and walks away. And it kind of reminded me of, okay, so when we did Beauty and the <coughs> Beast in high school, um, Hannah, remember the, the, the wolf masks they had you in before they revised them? Never forget, them? yes. Please, can, can you please, as, as a wearer of one of these heads, can you please explain um, what they were? Before like revision or after? Well, I think before, because remember before there was the whole Before we had, like, a winter hat that had a pom-pom on it, and then it had, like, the strings down the ears with pom-poms, and then we had, like, this mask that, like, had a snout, and then, like, there was a little pom-pom nose, and it was all feathers, and then there was, like, really tiny cut-out eye holes, like, it was, like, a handmade thing, where, like, the feathers would just, like, get in your eyes. We got rid of the hat part, but, like, it was still just, it was... No, but it Yummy. made me laugh because your heads, you guys were all in like black unitards. Black unitards. And then your heads, yeah, and your heads looked, and it's the kind with like the fingers were covered, uh-huh. like blacky bodysuit, except your heads all looked like giant brown pom poms. We couldn't see your face or your eyes. It was wild. And then they changed it to just having it be the snout. But anyway, when I saw the polar bear, low key, that's what it made <laughs> me think. <laughs> and it was the pre revision costumes. All the Martians are. All in- of them! With tights. Yep. They're tight. And we have some interesting man crafters going on with the unitards. Because some are like, they're too yeah. loose, some are too tight. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, this is the, the Martians don't have dance belts. Unfortunately not. Um, so here comes where Betty is German for about 10 seconds. <laughs> she goes, where is yes. Santa's workshop? And then Billy's like, I don't know. Look for it, Betty. And then Betty goes, I can see it. It's Santa's workshop. And you're like, what? Santa's She's never German shop. again. And you're like, she, is she, she becomes, I love it. She a becomes spy? What's seconds. going on? Um, <laughs> it's actually a commentary. She's actually Russian. She is from the Soviet Union. She was there to um, um, infiltrate. Um, um, and she didn't gain, want people to know infiltrate. she was Russian. Ensure that the U.S. Gain, Air Force would not gain yes, access gain, to the Martian ship to, to, to the you know, pursue their technology. To win the space race. She made yeah. sure that race. when she showed the number three, she stuck out her thumb instead of her ring finger. Yes. <gasps> Hannah, I forgot about that detail. What? She and Gloria's oh, bastards them. You got it. She, yeah. 
She did. Is that happening in Glorious Bastards? I'm it's, never watching wait, Never wait, Tarantino guys, movie. Wait, did you see? Did you actually? Wait, Hannah, have you seen a Glorious no. Bastards? No. <laughs> Someone oh, just told me about it. Say, oh, you should. I recently watched The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and William Defoe, and it was Willem. terrible. Willem? It's Willem. Willem. I liked it. Okay. You Willem. you liked it? It was strange. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, it was weird. It's true. So it was. It was not like the lobster strange where like everything came together and you were like, oh, it was like strange where it was just like, what? That was uncomfortable for me. So this is where we first see Torg slash Tog. As we've said, he looks bad. Um, He's no Torg Tog. Big T. (laughs) He's on the kids trail. He basically picks them up, but they kind of reach out to like help him pick them up. Um, yeah, that seems like one moment that had been rehearsed in the film. There aren't a lot. Yeah. Um, so he, he's holding them to his side, and the kids are just kicking for all they're worth. Kick, 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 kick. And Kimar's like, guys, why'd you run away? Don't be like that. <coughs> so now we really get into the invasion of Santa's workshop. The Martians wait outside. They send in Torg to lead the charge. He pushes the door, and it falls straight over, and you're like, Okay. He marches in. Santa couldn't give less of a shit. He looks at Torg and he says, what an amazing toy you are. And you're like, Santa, he's not. (laughs) See, that's that's the problem with Santa is that he's, in general, not just this film, he's too trusting of a man. I think because he assumes that the whole world is trusting. I mean, hell, they all let him into their homes every year. So he's like, in return... I am so trusting. That sounds good Ergo, for his character, yeah. He, yeah. He allows a Martian man who looks very threatening to come into his space and he's like, oh, what's up? You're probably a toy. Like, But in this case, it is effective because um, Torg does not attack Santa. Why? Because he has become a toy. What? The what? <laughs> yeah, Santa is treating him like a toy. So he became a toy. No, uh, no, 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 no. This that's... is dialogue that is given by the Martians outside to explain what's happening. This is the film. Camp. Can we just move on? I'm. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is I don't under, like what. So I feel what's like the this theme? Whole like, movie was just it's like it's a commentary. I think it's a commentary. The whole you are how people treat you. Giving up. Like every day they came, they came to set, and they were like, "This isn't working." And they're like, "I don't know. Let's just shoot the fucking scene yeah. and paste it together." Or, or it adds to my theory. Make sure we have enough money left like, in the budget for the like, stock footage and move on. <laughs> the USSR wants you to believe that you're a part of their world. Ergo, you become. <gasps> I think like socialism is bad. I have a theory. So they were hmm. rushing to get out their movie for that to be the first one with Mrs. Claus. It was your traditional space race scenario, you know, them versus, what was the claymation one that was? It was you know, uh, Santa I, Claus or something? Uh, Santa Claus oh. is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Them yeah, versus Santa Claus is coming to somewhere. town. You know, Santa Claus is coming to town was like, they're Russia, so they were like, shoot, screw it, we just gotta get this out here, we gotta get Mrs. Claus out of there. So we're just gonna sacrifice everything else just to like, make history. And history. Uh, so okay. consider Santa. Consider Santa kidnapped. 
Um, the Martians have, they come in, they have a freeze gun, they freeze the elves, they freeze Mrs. Claus. At which point, Santa acts upset for a little bit about Mrs. Claus, and then he goes, I can't remember a time you were silent for so long. And you're like, burn on your wife, my guy. <laughs> like, what's going on in that marriage? My guy. What else? What else? What else? We cut back to KID TV. Um, we hear that the leaders of the world are coming together. The the lights in the UN are going to burn all night. So Whoa. Whole world is I love how Santa Claus is real here, too. <laughs> I know. And gets interviewed on Na- national television. television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than national, because they're getting, they're getting this in Mars. So. <laughs> Universal. International. Universal. Oh. <laughs> Universal. <laughs> 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 it's not that realization oh. on screen. Did you see my face? It was just. It was. It was the. It was the international. Oh, oh. Like that, like hearing, hearing the realization. So here is where we cut to Dr. Werner von Green, who again is Chochum, but without all the old makeup. It's more of a mask, and he has a German accent now. Yeah. Interesting how Germany keeps coming up. I don't know what it means. Mm. Um. So. Are we sure it's German, though, or is it Russia? It is a, a German accent. He's Werner von Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope, never mind. Where is this in the movie? So, takes away my he theory. says, um, we're going to skip six months of test flights to go after the Martians. Six months? He said, I'm going to put my employees at risk. They're going to die. No. Well, he, well um, not, not to bring up Russia again, but currently they're skipping a bunch of trials. For to, the vaccine. Uh, no, they're not. Right That's yeah, mean. I'm sensing a theme. No, I, know, I was talking to Antonio the other day, and he was like, nah, it's poison. This is Russia's plan to take over the world. They're issuing out doses of poison. And uh, so anyway, um, maybe this movie is back in the USSR. That's going to be us (laughs) six months from now. (laughs) Coronavirus. Oh, my God. So also, wait, Dr. Werner von Green says, like, is this risky? Of course it is. But every single astronaut is begging, begging for the chance to go after Santa and the Martians and kick their Martian butts. And you're like, I guess it's fine then. (laughs) Oh, and I have exited the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, just, okay. like, kind of yeah, frozen, like, hunched over like a little troll on our screen. Right now. Yeah, you do, you do like Well, it's troll. for the best. Yeah. Um, he calls them Martian monkeys. I just watched the scene, and he was like, we are going to skip the test flights and go after those Martian monkeys. I just wanted to share. Burn. That was a great Dr. Von Green, Sarah. You're welcome. Anyway. And here is where the fourth set of stock footage comes in. And at this point, I'm asking, is this military propaganda? Is it? Is it? It's Russia's movie, guys. I don't know how many times I have to tell (laughs) you. It's about the space race, the USSR. When did the Cold War start? Domination. Uh, I don't know, around then. Right? We didn't get a man on the moon until 60 million. Yeah. So this was the height of the space race. I think Cold War started in 1947. They didn't waste any time. To 1991. Oh, Oh. oh, right. Okay. Wow. No wonder a whole generation of people are diluted in the head. 
that's true. All right. Also, I'm sorry. While I'm talking to you guys, this is the worst view I could ever give you guys. My fat little <laughs> belly's out. I'm hunched. You just see it moving as I it breathe. Makes you think of that baby photo of me where I'm like in Disney World and I'm like kind of chilling on my dad and I got my visor on and my it's belly's so out. My like little baby cute. belly blows sticking out. And I'm just like so content no, Hannah, in the sunshine. You sent me that photo the other. What was that photo you sent us the other day of you with the baseball cap and the baseball mitt and you're like four? Yeah. You're like ready to play yeah. some ball. I have a, I have that's that's your new uh <laughs> contact photo for oh that's so cute. <laughs> so now baller. we are back on the ship. One of the B Martians cargo rigna or lomas um comes in laughing and is like, guys, Santa just told me this very funny joke. Like, what's like I, I didn't write it down. Like, what's fluffy? You heat it over a fire. And, and oh, it's green. And then... I'm, in, I'm getting ice okay. cream. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm and then Voldar's like, door. what? And the guy goes, marshmallows. Ah, Where we get another classic Voldar zinger. That is, that's what you're all becoming. Marshmallows. <laughs> Which I think is why he's so pressed the entire movie. Voldemort is against immigrants. Like, what is the xenophobia? I don't get it. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> <laughs> this was um, a precursor to people now. <laughs> so Santa is a captive with the kids. They're in like their little jail cell with bunk beds, and Santa keeps telling jokes. They're not landing. Every time it happens, he goes mm. like, "Oh, oh no." And you're like, your jokes aren't good, my guy. I like how he's, how like, he not that mesmerizing in this. There's like, yeah, he's a guy, he's here, he's a spread But somehow joy. he, like, still is, like, he's just the sweetest man. And, like, mm-hmm. a man that you, like, trust. You know, like, men that you trust. You gotta love him. You're, like, alone dog. with him and you're like, nothing's gonna happen to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, like, five men in the world. That <laughs> the five men. That's the standard. <laughs> Literally, like, the five men and you're like, oh, okay. So, like, there is something special. That's sad. That shouldn't be special. But it is. But he is still, like, a sweet guy regardless, you know? So I think that's yeah. part of his charm here. Um, so Voldar comes in and he's like, hey kids want to go on a tour of the spaceship and they're like we don't trust your gnarly little ass like uh uh-uh voldar and santa's like come on guys that's not the christmas spirit santa's gullible and you're like guys you got kidnapped what do you mean the christmas spirit what um so they end up going on this little adventure because the christmas spirit and they end up in the airlock which according to billy foster is where, like, they go in to check their spacesuits and, like, change the pressure or something before the door opens and they, like, yeah. exit another planet. Um, they don't have any spacesuits in this movie, though. Wait, are they still on Earth? No, they're in space. No, they're on the ship right now. How can they breathe in space? Earth air. Yes, they are on the ship in space. Okay. I don't know how they can breathe Earth air. It is That's not addressed. And honestly, okay. I'm glad they didn't try. They're just like, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, are we going to get a tangent? Because I don't know if I want it. Do you ever think about that episode of Jimmy Neutron where they're flying in his rocket in outer space and the rocket doesn't have uh, a cover to it. So they're just out in the airless space. And I think it's Carl who's like, 
Jimmy, why can we breathe in space? And he's like, oh, well, that's easy, Carl. And he, like, goes on to, like, start to explain the science behind it. But it immediately cuts to another frame of, like, other people talking. And I remember seeing that for the first time and just being like, I'll never know. I turned off Jimmy Neutron the minute his dad called his mom sugar booger. I said, that's enough for me. And I peaced out. I was like, I don't need that in my life. Bye. For any of you who haven't seen what's the who's the character in Jimmy Neutron? He says croissant. That's Carl. Carl, thank you. Um, there is a video on YouTube of Gaston from Beauty yep. and the Beast, but every Gaston is replaced with Carl going croissant, and I recommend checking it out. <laughs> um, it is good. In the Perfect. Beast. So we're oh, in the good. airlock. Billy gives a giant speech. He's going full Mr. Know-it-all exposition. He does. Like, let me explain how this room works. And you're like, okay. Um, And it's like, and Boulder's like, why do you know that? And Betty says, he's going to be a spaceman when he grows up. And Boulder says, (laughs) he might be a spaceman sooner than you think. He goes, "Hmm, maybe sooner than that. And you're like, damn. That was a good zinger. I was watching it and I was like, Boulder? Yeah. Boldar is bringing man. it. And he has the, like, silliest mustache in the world. It's so <laughs> thick and it droops down the sides. Love it. Did it. Who did I say he looked like? Tom Selleck? You said he looked like Tom Selleck, which is not true. I stand by it. I love you, but that's just not true. Tom Selleck? Who's that? He's the he's Magnum P.I. He's, he's Richard oh, on Friends. Who dates for yeah. A bit, and that's always oh. Let's have kids. And he's like, I'm old. Tom Selleck. Yeah. He's ugly. Sorry, Tom. I don't know about that. Um, Maybe when can, you you, can you hear me again? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. My app, like, did a, did a thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, so, whoa. So, Voldar, are you looking at Tom Selleck, Sarah? Yeah, let me just share the screen. Post disabled screen sharing. I can't I show you when you look. There's just one on. photo where he is very pretty. Hang on, hold <laughs> please, hold please. Okay, you can go. He is quite gorgeous. So, you guys, Boulder. young Gary Oldman. I'm sorry. Look up young Gary Oldman when you have the time mm-hmm. because he could hit it for I got free. The time okay, right now he could hit it for free, free up charge, multiple like, times. I got buy one get one free coupons for young Gary Oldman. Are you kidding me? So yeah, Boulder locks them in the airlock, runs up to like flip the switch, and then they have like a minute or thirty seconds before the door opens and they're sucked out into the vacuum of space where they will die. Um, I don't see it. Young Gary yeah. Oldman? No. <laughs> then you don't have taste. I don't know what to tell you. You must like bland chicken with no, no pepper or salt. Walk. He looks like um, the walk. guy that plays Fosse in oh. Vernon Fosse, but when he plays the other guy in The Green Mile. Uh, young I... Gary Oldman. <laughs> Let me... No, just watch... Just look up Gary Oldman in Airplane. Gary Oldman. He looks like a nasty, no, like, no, skater no, boy, no, but no, I would no, like Airplane. I mean, Air Force One. Air Force One. Air Force One. <laughs> like, can I help you? This Air is, Force One on Airplane. That's a bad oh, photo. Oh, this photo. Me... This is a good photo. No. Yes. Why are I'm we not, I'm not looking at your screen. Because that's what... That's young that Gary Oldman. That is a yeah. drawing. No, it's not. That's a photo. <laughs> it looks like it's from 1912. Can you imagine... Could you, could you imagine running into like a guy who looks like that that young and his name's that Gary? is a Norman like, Rockwell he's cute 
I guess we all just don't have no, the same type of men. Like, um... He looks whatever. Okay, I'm gonna find the man I'm talking about. Gary Oldman was not in Airplane. (laughs) I meant Air Force One. Those are two very, very different films. Young Gary Oldman? Mm. For you! I'm gonna let you hit it for free. (laughs) (laughs) So, the kids and Santa realize they gotta get out of there quick or they're gonna die. Um, Billy and Betty are like, he did this on purpose because they're onto Boulder. And of course he did do it on purpose. Santa's like, come on. It's probably an accident. And you're like, why? Why You're like, Santa, why do you trust him? Yeah. So there's like this there's this big tube in the corner that they managed to like. Anyone else hear that? No. (laughs) No one else heard Hannah go. I heard, but. Oh, I did hear that. I let it go. (laughs) I Keep going. Keep going. I have a schedule to keep. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So there's a big tube in the corner that Santa and the kids are able to like swoop up and out because of the chimney thing he can do. And you're like, okay, Santa magic, whatever. Um, But we don't know that yet. So now we cut back to Voldar and he's counting down and it's sinister. Kimar comes in and he goes, who's in the airlock? And Voldar goes, no one. No one. Now. And you're like, <laughs> so then these two have just an absolute rowdy fight scene. Rowdy? It was very polite. <laughs> it was pretty polite. At one point, one of them leans over, just 90 degrees, gets a karate chop right to the middle of the back, which apparently hurts. Confusing. Also, it's like a gentle chop. If I yes, it is not. Nice, a Swedish, like, Swedish massage. <laughs> exactly a Swedish massage. singular one um, uh, 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 just, just a little boom like a, like a pat on the back and he's like ah. oh I wrote down one more thing um, going back Billy really sells the distress in this scene I think this is his best moment in the movie acting wise otherwise mm. him and Betty are super duper stiff Betty's stiff the whole time um, weird how she got a golden glow there's later there's point where Billy is selling it he goes once that door opens, we haven't got a chance. And you're like, whoa. Oh, I agree. I remember watching that and being like, this kid is really concerned. And Santa's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I think he's giving it his all. If he had to pick a moment for the real, that's the scene. Moving on. Um, I love how <laughs> for the, the, plot real. Of most, the plot of like most children <laughs> movies is like the parents are too dumb to see the, <clears throat> the danger in the peril among like around them and the kids are like we gotta save the world yeah because it's the little <laughs> things that will bring you down hannah or bring you up i don't know what that this meant this is just this is <laughs> hear me out this is the original spy kids no no Moving on. Okay. There's no McDonald's in this movie. Moving on. When she put that fucking package in the microwave and out came a Big Mac and fries, when I tell you I dreamt of that every night for my tween years, I'm not kidding. I said, why can't that be real? Are you fucking kidding me? Just put it in the microwave. You don't have to go beg your mom to go to McDonald's. Then I became a vegetarian. But I still think about it. (laughs) I've been thinking about chicken nuggets a lot recently. I really almost got chicken lo mein, but I didn't. I... At every turn, I'm almost like, I want it, but I just don't. I've had too much chicken recently. Like, I made really good chicken with, like, a barbecue rub 
tonight and I went to put it in my mouth and I just been eating chicken all week long that I was like this does not taste good I just I have had too much chicken like I need to I almost had sausages the other day it's I don't know if it just I smell it more often because we don't have meat in our house Anna because we're both vegetarians we're both vegetarians (laughs) but my parents they don't eat a lot of meat but they'll my dad they'll like have hamburgers maybe like once a week and my dad like sometimes he'll make like bacon eggs and like sausages for like breakfast or whatever on the weekends and when I smell it I'm like you know? Oh, oh, I know. I've been rethinking a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot how gross. I forgot how gross. Like when you just bake chicken breasts, they don't get brown or anything. No. They just, like, get Unless you have some sort of sauce and, and toppings on top of that. Exactly. Three chicken breasts. Exactly. I got three chicken breasts and cut them all in half. So I had six. So I was like, I will. This will be dinner for every night. So I'll have one chicken breast yeah. and I baked them all. And pulled them out, oh. and I went to put them on my plate the other day. And my roommate was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "It's chicken." And they're like, "That doesn't look like <laughs> chicken." And I was, I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have seasoning." Oh mm. man. Anyway, I'm hungry again. So <laughs> me too. Um, I didn't eat dinner. Kimar Voldar's fight scene is interrupted because we hear Santa, Billy, and Betty ho, ho, ho. laughing, having a whale of a time. They come in. Santa goes on an interesting little speech, and they're like, "What? What happened?" And Santa's like. Well, after Voldar accidentally locked us in the airlock, like, blah, blah, blah. But it was, of course, accidentally. And you're like, so he's on to, on to them. Um, meanwhile, they're all crazy laughing. <coughs> bless you. Oh, Thank wow. you. Bless you. Um, Voldar faints. And you're like, okay. <laughs> At this point, they lower the landing legs because they've landed on Mars. Uh, the landing legs look like you went to putt-putt and just inserted them into a box, and then you just pull them down. And the guy lowering the landing legs is selling it. He's, like, acting like it has resistance, and you're like, I love it. It's just, it is true. Remember we were watching it, we were like, are those fucking golf? Like, there's a little handle on it with different colors, and like, okay. (laughs) I want to go play putt-putt. So at this point, we now know Voldar is in the brig, and will stand trial immediately as soon as they get there. Um, so now we have uh, the B team coming to give Voldar his food. We're in the brig. And they open up the door, and it's Droppo in there. Voldar has escaped. How unimportant. First page of notes, done. Oh my god, are you serious? How many are there now? We've been this recording. had a front and back. We've been recording. This just has a front. We've been recording for 81 minutes. Oh, really? Yes. And we're only on off of first page of notes. There was a good, like, 10, though, where it was, like, everybody getting together. Yeah, we had a bunch of problems. That is true. Um, So we're back on Mars. The Martian kids meet the Earth kids. Somehow they're the same age. Like, the boys are 10, the girls are 8, and you're like, okay, but doesn't that mean something different on Earth versus Mars? I really wish they were the same people, you know, like a nice parent trap moment. Yeah. Mm. Sarah, I can't hear you. I can't hear Sarah anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this podcast is cursed. It's absolutely chaos. Again, Sarah's exited the recording. Maybe she'll come back. Um, So I've noticed in this scene, the girls... Germar and Betty do not say a word. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Speak. Okay. 
Well, I said the same thing as Hannah. I said, I wish they were the same people. And then she said, I wish they were the same people. And I was like, I just said that. <laughs> so I just agreed. But I guess you couldn't hear me. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's just the two boys talking and the girls just stand there silently smiling, staring each other in the face. And you're like, this is weird. Because mm. it is. Uh, mm. Santa enters, doesn't say a word, just starts laughing. And every kid in the room starts absolutely cackling not a word spoken they are losing their friggin' minds and you're like this is just because santa's around yeah that's his power like it's so unnerving <laughs> there's like <laughs> that belly button looks huge and this is where we get a good glimpse of omar's teeth and not to make fun of a kid but that kid has really bad teeth mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember them but they're they're tough they're strong <laughs> I think I fell asleep during this part. <laughs> they're tough. They're strong. Um, and again, this scene, there's so much face paint on these kids. You're like, they really didn't have to go this hard. Um, the kids, the Martian kids, are able to go to sleep for the first time in months without the sleep spray. Which is a good sign. Spray. Sleep spray. They're drugs. Yeah. Melatonin be like. <laughs> <coughs> and this is where I wrote... <coughs> Oh, she caught my bug from across the screen. <laughs> She's dying, folks. She's got. I choked on my speech. We're setting up a GoFundMe for Anna's consumption. Please donate in the link below. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I hate, I'm sorry, but like the fact that it was just called the consumption, like just consumed you. consumed you, and they were like, "Oh, must." Well, be I guess it makes sense because you just died of cough, basically. What yeah. was? Oh. True. Croup. That was the thing that the croup. The... I thought it was coop. Coop. No, it's croup. Chicken croup. Coop is actually is actually pronounced coo. I believe the the like other cough one. The other the other illness. Oh, the croup. Um, the so coop. at this point, I wrote chicken down. Coop. Uh, you can see and hear these actors working to remember their lines. Because if you're just listening to you, you can hear them take weird pauses, and you're like, oh, they're thinking there. And there was no one there, like, no, I guess, like, no script supervisor to be like, this is your line, let me read it to you. I think they're like, oh, I they got it, and they're like, uh... <laughs> Every film or TV series that I watch, I'm like, oh, guys, I just want to act, like, I love acting so much. This one made me not want to act. This one made me want to quit <laughs> acting. <laughs> 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 moving forward so now we're in a cave there are caves on mars yes and we see voldar he's escaped to this cave we meet two new characters stobo and shim not jim as i initially thought because <laughs> he walks to the edge of the cave and goes it's me jim and you're like jim what but it's shim i almost wish his name was jim because what a move that would be you know yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, what was it? Someone made a montage That's like, of all of the, uh, you know, you know, the old Ace Hardware commercials where they're like, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware. Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah. They like finally articulated it just like within the past two years, but for a while it was just helpful hardware. Yeah. I liked the ambiguity. Also, the, his, yeah. his name was Jim. It would remind me of like Lord of the Rings where you're like, we have Aragorn. Gormir, Gandalf, and then all of a sudden just Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> like, you know, like, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. That's I'm fine. Sorry? 
Are you sure? No, it's not. We have yeah, to no, keep, it's not. Guys, there's, there's no time. We have to keep moving. We simply have to keep oh, moving. Okay, so I have so I many notes. I'm going to talk about Lord of the Rings, though. Like, so, can we just say that this is what the movie podcast. Start your own podcast. So Stovo, Shim, and Voldar now become the, st- the three stooges of the movie. Why? I'm going to log off, Anna, but Unclear. thanks for shutting me down. <laughs> Um, but there's a scene that comes up when they are, like, stepping on each other's feet, hitting each other in the face, where it's just, like, all the classic, like, old physical comedy. And you're like, why? But why? Why not? Well, because it's not good. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know Don't come for the Three Stooges. I will vouch for that. We know that the cave is guarded by a nuclear curtain, but if, if Stobo says it, it's a nuclear curtain. Just like, uh, didn't George oh. W. Bush say nuclear? Yeah, he did. He did. And he was the president. And again, yeah. that's not saying much. Looking at what we have, no, we will anyone yeah. can be the president. Anyone. Um, Stobo, any white man. Oh, I'm sorry. Shim is the one who says nuclear. Stobo is the one who looks like he is on cocaine for this movie. Anytime he is <clears throat> on screen, he is like going like full Jim Carrey, pre Jim Carrey. He is whiling out with his face and his physicality. Wait, did you say Jim Carrey pre-Jim Carrey? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Can yeah. you explain well, to Carrey me? Well, Jim is just known for, like, all the faces he does. Yeah. And that is what Stobo is bringing to the table. But before pre-Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. I see. I, I thought you meant Jim Carrey as a person before he was Jim Carrey. And I was like, I'm not connecting no, the dots, Anna. Jim Carrey, I think, he hit, I think he hit a low with the Grinch. I think the Grinch oh, no, that, that physicality. Awesome. He didn't go above and beyond in that car. No, he peaked at the Dude. Grinch, and then they said, you can never do anything again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that they Grinch said. <laughs> they were like, you've hit your career peak. It's over for you, buddy. Except, okay, wait, do I think that one, real quick, you know, there's, like, someone took a snippet of that Jim Carrey Grinch of him going, like, whoa! Like, like you know, yeah, like, over, yeah. like... At the camera. I think there was one time, wasn't I, like, I was in bed or something, and Hannah just stood over my bed, and you went, whoa! <laughs> like, just like, a, just like Jim Carrey. And he just, like, flicking yeah, his yeah, arms at like, the oh camera. Oh, my God, it was yeah. so that, that, I love that meme. Jim. Oh, anyway, continue. Jim, continue, continue, continue. Um, so, we see Voldar Stobo and Shim plotting. And Voldar says an absolutely bonkers line that I, I was going to say we, could, we should unpack, but we can't. We can't eliminate Santa Claus, but we can discredit him. Make him Wait. a laughing stock throughout Mars. No, we need Dude. to unpack this. Political strategy. Why? Why? Why did he not? Want to, what does Santa Claus mean to him? He clearly doesn't care about him. Why can't he eliminate him? I don't understand. I don't know. And what does that mean? We can't eliminate him, but we can discredit him. What? And like, discredit what? him? He has no reputation. He's from Earth. Nobody knows who he is or what he does. I know. Okay. I'm asking. <laughs> no, okay. That's... They said no. They, they're they terrible. They're just terrible writers, obviously. <laughs> like, it's not a bad line, but it doesn't go in this movie. Oh, no, yeah, it's not a bad line, but that belongs in, like, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus 2 or the Santa Claus 3. You know? <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> so now we cut to the workshop. Apparently, in, like, three hours, they built an entire toy-making workshop for Santa to hang out in. But it's basically just him. It's Betty reading a list of what all the Martian kids want, and they all want bland stuff, so that's good. They're like, what a kind of stuff they want? a racket, a doll, a teddy bear. That's like all this machine can make. And Santa just pushes the button and it comes out of a flap onto a conveyor belt. 
uh, one of the kids puts it in a laundry basket and just walks away. And you're like, wow, magical. It's pretty magical. Um, This is where Santa's like, oh, look at me, the great toy maker pushing buttons. That's automation for you. And you're like, whoa. (laughs) The industrial revolution. Yeah. And this is the point where I realized there are no child labor laws on Mars. (laughs) So just something to keep in mind. Also, Lady Momar comes in uh, and she's like, Santa, I made you another suit. And you're like, why? Why did you make an identical suit to the one he already has? What? She makes him an identical suit. It's, and you're it's like, so he can do laundry. Do they do laundry on Mars? Or like, is there, are there unitards fused to their skin? <laughs> like, what is it? Unclear. Oh. I'm jumping back to the very first page when Billy and Betty are getting kidnapped. So the Martians have these, like, stupid helmets on that have, like, two antennas coming out. Um, so Billy, not Betty, looks at them and goes, are you a television set? And Voldar says, stupid question. Which it is. It, I mean, it fully, it fully is. is. So now we're back to the workshop. Uh, he has an identical suit and he's like, thank you so much, Lady Momar. Um, Kimar is confused why Billy and Betty aren't happy being kidnapped. And Lady Momar's like, they're homesick. Can't you see, Kimar? She should be the queen of Mars. I'm done with Kimar. I agree. Kimar. Whatever the hell his name is, I don't give a fuck. Respect the This dude is... I'm over him. Also, in this scene, like, all the kids are going to bed. He jumps one of Betty's lines, and Betty does not flinch. She, like, finishes her full line, and then he starts his line again. It's so (gasps) funny. Because she's, like, saying, like, Good night, Kimar. Good night, Ilya Momar. Good night, good night, everybody. And he goes, just wait. And then she... He realizes he he was too early, so she keeps talking, and then he goes, But wait. Again? Same intonation. Did they not have enough enough for a second more take? Maybe they didn't have enough film. I mean, when you're when you had to rent out an entire abandoned yeah, that is the and the stock footage. Never forget the stock footage. It doesn't leave. It doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So this this moment where he so clearly messes up furthers my idea that every scene one take, baby. (laughs) Really, you think one take? No. I don't oh, think yeah. it was a lot, though. And I don't think they cared about the quality of the takes they got. Clearly. No. Um, They're going for a rug... Santa? Santa. Sarah. I was going to say Sarah, and I called Santa. Oh, sorry. I was pouring water into my cup. My iced cup. On the podcast. I can't believe it. Yep, I'm in the bathroom right now, you guys. <laughs> One strong pee, and now right I'm up close. You want to hear me close the toilet? <laughs> so, now oh. we cut to Droppo playing goofing off in the santa suit and you're like okay that makes sense for Drapo, and necessitates lady momar making another suit so Drapo can wear one um but then he puts on a fake beard and you're like why would lady momar make him a santa costume and also make a fake beard oh no where did the fake beard come from doesn't add up um for a second hand i thought that was a fidget spinner for one second (laughs) and i was like Circa twenty six. Does everyone here have AirPods except for me and Emily? Everyone, so half the people. <laughs> Rich bitches. <laughs> All right. So he decides. Oh, we're not gonna address it. Okay. 
he's going to the workshop and keep making toys because he just loves it. Um, which the Stooges come in and obviously they kidnap him thinking he's real Santa. It's unclear why. He very visibly is Droppo and has his big Martian helmet on, even though it has like a Santa hat off one of the antenna. So the Martians are dumb. You're fucking idiot. They are dumb as rocks. Um, and while the Stooges are in the workshop, uh, Voldar opens up like the control box and just like paws at it, but wrenches this time. So he's messing up the machine, so it won't make toys right. Big brain. Um, and now we're back in the cave. You good, him? The back cave? Yes. Is... Oh, her contraption, uh... It didn't work, my ears weren't strong enough. <laughs> so we are back in the cave. Um... And, yeah, nothing happens. There's a few lines of dialogue, and I'm like, how do they not realize that's that's Droppo? Um, cut back to Mars. Well, they're all on Mars. Cut back to our main gang. They realize Droppo's gone. They realize the Santa suit's gone. And Santa's like, well, when you find that suit, you're going to find Droppo in it. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. So funny. Put your tongue away, Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Santa and the kids go back to the workshop. They realize things are fucked up. Now, when you press, like, a doll, you get, like, a doll body with a teddy bear head and vice versa. Wait, that's kind of sick. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I want that. <laughs> they have, like, most of a baseball bat, but then with a racket on the end, and they're like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> Yo, hybrid toys. Yes. One of a kind. Um, I okay. think, you know, in, like, I think it's the Santa Claus 3, when they have the toy machine and they make the toy Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I think he looks a lot like Mike Pence. Because <laughs> he's got, like, very plastic hair. I don't know, know what Mike Pence looks like, and I don't want to know. That's fine. Yeah. I'm sure he's it. a nasty little man. He doesn't look real. He looks plastic. It. Like, that is a great pull, Hannah. I have such unadulterated it. rage for... Discontinue. Emily, what were you I'm saying? I'm so enraged. I'm, I'm, I'm fully falling asleep. <laughs> uh, she's, she's horizontal. She's horizontal. So am I. Seven. Sorry. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a dance party after this. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm hyped. Good. So, Kimar, <laughs> just if if my eyes shut, just ignore me. <laughs> Not as I am. So Kimar comes in. He looks at the little control box and goes, "They've switched the wiring." And you're like, "There are no wires." Because there literally are no wires. Just like the radar box. I see a trend here. Um, uh, Kimar tries to arrest Voldar and Stobo because they've shown up. And they're like, uh, they try to bargain with him because they still think they have Santa. Kimar knows they don't have Santa. They have Droppo. Um, so he's like, look, Santa's over there, you idiot. And they're like, ah, oh, Shim, let him escape. So they are now in the storage room. Just, and Kimar's just watching. <laughs> keeping an eye on them. Um, oh, also, the, like, hands up in this, in Martian world, is not, like, the palms facing forward. It's, like, that ballerina high fifth. I kind of like, I, I like that. I feel like they finally took a creative leap. They did something 
You know what I mean? Because before they were basically just humans with helmets on that have antenna. Yeah. So I approve. I liked it. It was it's a specific choice, and you're like, interesting. Now I know something else about these people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um Oh, so cut back to the cave. Um, the nuclear curtain is controlled by just some knobs and some light bulbs. And Ooh. if like the white light bulb is on it's either white or green it means it's open if the red light bulb is on it means the nuclear curtain's down you can't go through it so when him's not paying attention Drapo comes over unscrews the light bulbs switches them so it'll look like it's closed and then he can't escape and so shim is like hey don't go through the nu- nuclear curtain and santa's like ho 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 it's it's Drapo though um and then when Shim realizes... Uh, Can I just say something? Yeah. Earlier when Sarah said ho ho ho, I almost corrected her and said, no, it's ha ha ha. <laughs> it's been a long time since real holidays occurred. Did your parents teach you what Santa Claus is? Or did they not give you presents just, on Christmas? I don't know did you have a sad child, to be honest? I think I just like forgot the context of... I don't know. This is not like a Christmas movie. This is like a weird, like, this is like you go to the Sundance Film Festival and you go to one of the ones that's like really not well advertised and you show up and you'd be like, oh, it's a low budget film. And then you show up and it's like, it's like bad. And you're like, oh, it's like when you're watching one of like your favorite TV shows and then all of a sudden it's a Christmas special and you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Well, actually, when I looked yeah. this movie up to watch it, it said it was like season one, episode four. I said, what? Probably of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, the show where they just made fun of bad movies? Because I know they covered this. Oh. I don't know that show. Well, it was before our time. There's another iteration of it that like, is new. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Droppo escapes. Shim realizing this. Instead of going after him... Uh, decides to work on the light bulbs and put them back in order and goes like, ugh, like, I'm so confused. This is crazy. And you're like, so Shim's an idiot. Moving on. We're almost to the end of my notes, you guys. Thank God. I know. This part, this section is labeled finale. So we're back in the storage room. Voldar, there, <laughs> he's sitting across the room from Kimar. There's a snowboard right next to Voldar, which I've never really thought about until this viewing. And I'm like, they have snowboards on Mars. That look exactly like. Does it snow on Mars? Sports. I don't know. Lots well, Martians look exactly like humans with helmets on. They found ice on Mars. They do. <gasps> have so, Anna, I want to live on Mars. Boldar smacks the snowboard on one, and it comes up in Kimar's face, <coughs> and they get him off guard, and they like scooch out of the supply closet and now we have the final confrontation the big battle scene between the kids and voldar and the kids are just letting him have it with like all these toys bubbles soap everything is coming at voldar he is very overwhelmed clearly in a lot of physical and emotional pain and they don't let up Santa, every now and then we cut to him just maniacally laughing. Like, <laughs> and you're like, I'm watching the scene right now and it is absolutely true. What the yeah. actual hell? And the music is also really intense. 
my favorite Santa is the one from A Christmas Story that's like a really major jerk at the mall. Oh my gosh, I feel disoriented just watching this. The song. Oh, she's he's shooting a bow and a bow and arrow. What the? I'm sorry, I'm overtaken. <laughs> Emily, are you talking? I can't keep my eyes open. Emily, go to sleep. <laughs> Emily, it's okay. Log off, sweetie. Shut down. Bo, 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 bo. Can you see me? Yes, right now? we can like see you. She's so horizontal. <laughs> she ate her ice cream. The lactose kicked in and. Time for you to go to bed, honey. Oh, I did. Wait, okay. So wait, I'm gonna make someone host, and then I will listen to the rest of our podcast you guys record, and I will send my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> oh, no on. prayers, Emily. Never. never. She would never. She would never. Her prayers. <laughs> One of us an atheist, and the other's a pagan. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> Too much power. I just, I can't. Literally can't keep my eyes open. And I'm like, Go to sleep, Emily. Bye, Em. Love you. Bye. Bye I gotta, I'm gonna leave this. Uh, Just leave it on. Leave it. Oh. And now you can still hear me. <laughs> Good night, guys. And then there were three. And then there were. Th- Hurry up, because I gotta take a piss. And then so, there were three. Stobo is also at the scene. He is absolutely useless. Droppo shows up in full Santa regalia. Stobo's confused because there's Santa in there. Um. This goes on for a while. Kimar is forced to break it up. He comes in, he goes, cease fire, cease fire. And he says it a few times because no one listens to him the first time he speaks. Um, eventually he does. Uh, the Stooges get arrested and you're like, okay, Droppo is going to be the new Martian Santa and Santa and the humans are going to go back to Earth. The Martian kids and the human kids are like saying goodbye one of them goes, do you think we'll ever meet again? And Lady Momar goes, I'm sure you will. What? You're like, why? Why are you sure of that? That's foreshadowing for a sequel that we didn't need. <laughs> and then it, they like put it out there just in case people actually thought <laughs> it would be good. <laughs> and then like the, one of the very last moments is Santa and Billy and Betty. And they're like, are you ready to go back to Earth? And then you see them all like condense to gear up to go, yeah! And then Santa goes, well, let's go. And they go, yay. And it's so forced and coordinated. And it's a moment that you're like, oh, they did rehearse this. Because they couldn't get everyone to yay at the same time. <laughs> so they all had to wind up together. Um, and then we have the credits with the theme song again. Hooray for Santa Claus. And that's the movie. any chimney oh can you hear it oh i can hear it yeah because <laughs> i was watching it as you were saying like the yay moment i was like santa leans down he says a line they go yay and then he leans down again says a line and they go yay and he goes goodbye and then they chose just walk away <laughs> yeah i was like they know how to operate a spaceship i don't i i assume kimar comes with them i have to use the restroom be right back i, I would never take you guys if i actually had to pee I have to pee, but I'm holding it. And that's where you're a trooper. So actually I don't want my I don't want my thing to mute me again. Yeah. That was sad. That was <laughs> I felt very desperate. So while we're here, Hannah, what makes yeah. art good? 
Oh, what makes art good? What what lens what lens are we looking through? I don't know. That's all I'm giving you. Like, is this a good movie? I would say this is a bad movie. Uh, in the yeah, no, all around <laughs> bad movie, bad movie. Um, I feel like it definitely has a more personal value for you. Yeah, because of your your history with it and your memories associated with it for sure but what makes art good yeah i think it's like that feeling of satisfaction that you get when you see something and that can either be like you're watching a movie and just some knots are tied really well and you're like yeah like i'm in the know or you're watching something, you're watching a dance, and you think it's very nice, or you think it's very saddening, and you just feel like you connect with it. Yeah, it has and to have it's, some it's satisfying component to it. Yeah, it's satisfying to feel that connection with a piece of art and just feel like your understanding of it on another level that's not just having a conversation. Hmm. Like it's that deep inside it. you? Yeah. 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 Like, like there's it, more like, behind the words. Yeah, I feel like if that, there are words. The best way I don't even know what the question was, but from what it's you were saying, what makes art good? I feel like yeah, exactly what Hannah said. I, the best way that I can describe it is like when you listen to a song, and it's like it sounds like the sounds have come from inside your soul. It's like they somehow made what your soul deep down inside like because everyone has like different parts of it it's not just all one thing but when you're sad or when you're happy or whatever and you're like if I could open my mouth and make sounds this is what it would sound like and you can also have that like in a movie you know what I mean because it's not really because it's other people's words and other people's like point of view is and other people's like and it's music and camera shots and whatever but it's also like what is the feeling and what is the idea behind the scene and that is something that can reach down deep down inside you as well you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and like, Aww, and Santa Claus versus versus the Martians conquers the Martians conquers the Martians doesn't do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, yeah. <laughs> I like obviously I wouldn't say it's good, but I love it very much, and I will watch it at least once a year for at least how long? I feel like if I was really high, I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> if I was like <laughs> severely stoned, I'd be like, yes, Santa. Every time I watch it, it seems shorter. Cause you know, I like just that like it's only an hour on. twenty though, because You've if it was built up a longer, I wouldn't. We get that hot stock footage, which is what I needed to get me through. <laughs> mm. You know, and there's a nice musical theme that comes with all of the stock footage. It's like, and you're like, like at the end, of, like oh. Santa Claus conquers the Martians is our Sharknado. You know, like <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It it sticks with me though. Because, like, I've seen... I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Like, when... I think there's something mad about really bad... <laughs> about something that's, like, really poorly done that's just fascinating. Because it just misses every single mark. Like, the mm-hmm. most recent remake of A Wrinkle in Time. I never watched that. Oprah and Reese Witherspoon. It was so bad, I watched Please. the whole thing. You really <laughs> did that? Yeah. It was, like, an all-star cast and just awful man check it out <laughs> check it out you won't like it speaking of check it's out. 
speaking of check it out we have 10 minutes before this recording ends and i'm not starting another one fine so, no. gets to do a small self promo and recommend some work of art thing you like is anyone ready or should i start let me look up a song on spotify i'll start um so my name's anna mcgarry i know everything this is my podcast if you're listening to it good job you did it um if you want to follow me anywhere, it's at Anna McSnail. Um, something I'd recommend. I just watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. And I love it so much. I started watching it in childhood. Didn't finish it ever. Because I just wasn't like watching Nick at the right times. And I just started watching Legend of Korra. Jury's out on whether I'm going to like it or not. Fair. So that. Oh, I'm, what I was going to recommend. Uh just read like find something from your childhood and return to it Whether, yeah like, big now, agree anna reading peter and the star catchers because i'm like i need a book that'll just be easy and take me back and you're like it, i think it's a really good thing to do with books because you're like i love reading again you know because it takes you, you back waited to- long enough you forget everything and it's like you're reading almost like you're reading it for the first time you know because you know yeah. what generally happens but the details are the best part it's so exciting um are there, are you ready i'm ready uh, Take it. Okay, on Instagram, I'm We're not Sarah... going to do this again. <laughs> no, I'm going first this time. <laughs> go first. <laughs> on Instagram, I'm Sarah L6. Uh, no caps. On Twitter, I'm Babe. That's S-W-E-A-S-T, babe. And then something that I'm going to recommend is this song that I heard on TikTok. It's called Poderos by Jay Witchy. Um, she's some girl, she was like talking about her relationship with cooking on her TikTok. And she was like, oh yeah, that song that's playing right now. That's my song. It's a super sick, like, like basic kind of like reggaeton beat. It's like super dope. I'd say go listen to it. If you like Spanish music. Can you spell that title for us, Sarah? It is P-O-D-E-R-O-S-A. I believe it's pronounced Pedrosa, but I could be totally wrong because I'm not fluent in Spanish, (laughs) but that's my Mm -hmm. guess. So yeah, that's what I'm going to recommend. Shout out to Mm. Jay Witchy. She's dope. Next. Perfect. You (laughs) can find me on Instagram at Hannah underscore DeFranzo. My recommendations are if you haven't recently listened to Willow Smith and her music, do it because she is really freaking good she has really gone far since i whipped my hair back and forth (laughs) um and additionally uh i really like this home design instagram account called the jungalo i can all about the plants (laughs) all about the plants baby and i love it so wow very good yay yay um and then emily's i'll throw out emily's instagram i believe it's at at Emily, and then she has. But a you can post it in the Why is her name Aiden on Twitter? Yeah, I don't know. I think she was accidentally called that on something. It is Emily Lafreniere eight on Twitter. And Lafreniere photog- is spelled her. Oh, Emily Lafreniere Photography. Okay, spell Lafreniere for us. L A F R E N I E R eight. And yeah. I'm sure Emily. she'd like to shout out Phantom of the Opera. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Emily spelled E M I L Y, the normal way. The norm, none of that weird. Nah, Michaela, Jacaylee, no. 
that weird like that one mom who ha- who like stands in front of the chalkboard with her stomach out and she's like McKaylin Jakaylee C K L Y E E E no! I don't talk about chalkboard mom anymore I, I don't I know hate who her. I was talking about her with I feel recently. like <laughs> I feel like someone's gonna name their daughter Linnea Alba because they think it sounds cool but that's actually just the connective tissue between your abs yeah it's the like little white strip that goes in between Linnea Alba right down you Linnea Alba Linnea Alba doesn't that sound like a stage name yes P is Adora Linnea Alba (gasps) you guys can be an artsy family (gasps) wow P is Adora and Linnea Alba name Henderson. At first it's clearly Anderson, but then Santa says Henderson. We'll never know what your name is. You wear a fur, you're in showbiz. Oh, Andy, Andy Anderson. Oh, wait, was it Henderson? And that's called acting, love. You should try it.